This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hello everyone, and welcome to Chapter Tactics, your 40k podcast, which focuses on playing warmer 40k competitively at all levels of the game. I'm your host, Petey Pob, and with me I have the one, the Canadian, Val Heffelfinger. It's me, guys. How is everyone? I have Sean, the voice abuse puppy. It's actually not me, but still, how is everyone? I have the clone of Sean, the voice abuse puppy, and... In the background, making her inaugural appearance on Chapter Tactics, my lovely daughter, Arabella. Arabella. No, she's, she's not talking. Uh, so <laughs> just a real quick announcement before we get into the episode. Uh, my daughter has a little bit of a fever. So instead of locking her up in the hot, hot room um, where she will overheat and become a spawn of corn, um, I decided that she should be out in the living room and... So, you know, where it's nice and cool. So if you guys hear a little baby talk in the background, um, or no's and yeses, depending on um, what I'm saying, it's just her, just ignore her, or not. Um, I feel like she's always got a lot of, like, colorful commentary anyways when mm-hmm. I'm, whenever I'm, I'm talking about 40k stuff. So so uh, we'll see we'll see what she thinks of the episode. Hopefully she likes it. That's some bang-up pa- parenting right there, Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> teach, teach, my, teach, teach him young, man. Yeah. Some young. You gotta do Don't it. put the kid with the fever in the really hot room. I mean, I hope people are taking some notes here. This is the <laughs> this is the kind of medical advice that people come some, to our podcast for. That's some top notch parenting. One hundred percent. You're at least as qualified as Doctor Oz, so should be fine. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's the sad part. He actually is qualified. He's just an idiot. You know, I bet I bet if Matt Matt Root does not listen to these these episodes, but if he did. I'm wondering what he's thinking right now. He's probably thinking a dose of chapter tactics is not good for an ailing baby. I can I can actually probably tell you what he's thinking right now. Oh God, I've been on my feet for eleven hours. Oh, you know what? You're I mean, right. Isn't, isn't, yeah. the, uh, isn't isn't the saying like uh, uh, "starve a cold, podcast a fever"? I think that's what it is. Uh, it close. It's it's <laughs> vlog a cold, podcast a fever. Much better there you joke. Go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, guys, uh, enough joking around. Um, for today, we have a very interesting episode today. Uh, normally, we, we talk about the tournament coverage after the events happen, uh, though last week we got an influx of lists from the, both the American Team Championships, which is the ATC, and the ETC, the European Team Championships, which it's if you deluge. listen to this podcast... Yeah, pardon? influx. Influx is an understatement. It's, there it's are a, a, un- a deluge yeah. of, of lists that we got. There, there are literally hundreds of lists that um, we have been sifting through to trying to figure out 
Uh, so one caveat to this episode is we, there's a lot of information presented to us uh, and you know we couldn't possibly fit everything into our show notes so there, there is going to be a little bit of jumping around back and forth while we go through google drive docs and word documents etc cetera, etc cetera, try to interpret people's interpretations of battle scribe um <laughs> whatever 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 the case may be if you guys have ever sorted through hundreds of lists you would know um for those of you who have it, it, it can be a really daunting um, but a... we did the best we could as a general Welcome. PSA, like all of these lists are publicly available. They represent, some might say, the cutting edge in 40k thinking in this lull in the in the meta. There hasn't, you know, knights came out, and now we got a stable meta. Um, yeah. I was actually surprised in like competitive 40k when the ETC list dropped. It was just like, mm, like no one cared, and like there, there's like a dozen lists being posted in that forum every single day. Um, you know, like, make my list better, take a look at this list, and you have, like, the best players from the world, the world, posting their lists for the ETC, and there is maybe, I don't know, 40 comments on the thing? Like, people argue about the dumbest stuff, and it seemed like no one cared about well, this huge resource, so. the unfortunate reality is that the competitive 40k Facebook group is bad. I'm sorry, guys, but it is. There's a reason I took it off my news feed. It's just bad. Nonetheless, I would suggest, uh, Mr. Puppy, that a lot of our listeners might be regular uh, posters or watchers of that forum. And I guess the other point I'm trying to make is there's a huge wealth of knowledge out there for you guys to reach out to. We'll get into yes. team lists and things uh, and why they're a little bit different. But um, you can definitely see some really tuned up, optimized lists. Uh, and you don't even need... Oh, I don't even want to say it. But you don't need a BCP subscription to see them. <gasps> you it's you true. do. You absolutely do. You have to have it. Otherwise, you can't see those lists. <laughs> well, uh, this message brought to you by BCP. <laughs> so, so I, and I think uh, to before we jump in this, I think this is a little neat segue into uh, an important information for you guys. And Val is right. There are tons and tons of resources that you guys can use and utilize to build your list other than competitive 40 groups, Daka Daka, your friends, uh, us, dare, dare I say it, although you should be listening to Chapter Tactics for all these resources. However, we are not the sole resource of both these lists and the analysis about these lists. Uh, so if you ever want to know more, uh, the, li the lists, the links to these lists are going to be in the description, as are the links to all of the sources that we use for a list or tournament coverage or any of that stuff. But you can also email me, frontlinegamingpdpab at gmail.com. Uh, I've recently been helping people find tournaments near their area. Uh, I'm speaking to a gentleman in the Utah area. And uh, as I found out, there's actually a nice little gathering of ITC tournaments in Wales, in the, in, hmm. in the Wales tournament scene. Um, so I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm in a unique position to have access to all these contacts to help you guys basically find the tournament resources you guys need. So email me. I'm always willing to help. Uh, I love listening to you guys. I love talking to you guys about your tournaments or your experiences. Um, it's one of the things I look forward to in my emails every day. So please shoot me an email. Uh, and I just wanted to get that out of the way now. So do we want Moving to talk on. a little bit about the actual formats themselves? Because ETC and ATC actually work very differently than most tournaments do. Yes. So for those of you who haven't listened to the ETC of uh, the Chapter Tactics ETC edition, which was, I want to say, a month and a half ago now, uh, you can find it in the Chapter Tactics ar archives 
on FrontlineGaming.org. But to give you a quick rundown, team tournaments and team championships play a lot differently in format than singles, uh, as you could probably imagine. Um, There's a lot of pairing involved. Uh, There are attackers and defenders. And without getting too much into the nitty-gritty, the essentials are this. Uh, You have a person who is an attacker, um, and you have two of them, and you have one person who's a defender. So, uh, and I know ETC, ATC guys, you guys are going to butcher me this because I know I'm going to get something wrong. Um, but the idea, as I understand it, is, is you present a defender who is preferably someone who is really good, who won't give up a lot of points because they are going to have to pick between two attackers your, who your team picks to play them. So if uh, I pick Val Heffelfinger in his Tau, right? He's our defender. And so our team, you know, the opposing team might pick call. like Eldar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a rock. Um, our our opposing team might pick Tau and another Eldar so we would analyze those two lists and we would pick whichever matchup we want to but I believe they get to pick the table that they play on Defender I believe picks the table usually so the Defender picks the table and the list they play as well Okay. They get to pick from between a couple yeah. of lists, yeah. But the, yeah. the essential idea is that you will have a player that you, you present forward that is going to try and give up minimal points, and then you will have a diff- some different players in your team that are going to have very offensive lists that are looking to table the enemy, score large numbers of points, etc. So yeah. you tend to have lots of very extreme lists to one end or another, because um, right. you don't need to play take-all-comers, you just need to be able to handle enough things. Yes. Yeah, that, that's exactly the idea. Is If you were playing a team-style list, especially if you're playing an aggressive list, you have much better chances of running into lists that don't counter your list. Whereas in a take-all-comers um, tournament or singles tournament, you run the risk, if you have, no, for example, no anti-infantry or no anti-armor, you run the list, uh, risk of running into like an all-knights list or an all-infantry horde list, right? So, so you need to keep your list kind of balanced, um, which creates a different meta. Whereas in the team tournaments, you don't necessarily have to do that. So you can run five knights, not five knight gallants, huh, Val. No, <laughs> don't do but, that. But you can run do five knights, um, T8, tough bodies, um, especially if you plan on going in something that just can't flat out hurt you. Um, yeah. And then, so it, you've got a competitive edge there. The Basically, you don't have gatekeepers in the team tournament no. format because you can always choose not to play that list. Absolutely. So it, it's it's a very dynamic, fun format that I unfortunately have never had the chance to play in, either ETC or ATC. Uh, and they are both different, too. They have different missions. Uh, they have kind of different formats. Um, so they're not complete cookie-cutter copies of each other, but they are similar enough so that I think it's relevant to look at both of them and compare the lists, and uh, you have a general team tournament meta. Um, and then the overall goal of this episode is not only to tell you guys about the different lists to look out for and the different players in the ATC, but also to show you guys what you, you're going to experience and what you guys are going to run into coming into the summer. Because if there's one thing we see every year is that ETC and ATC happen, and then everyone complains about spam 40k for for the next month, <clears throat> which you'll inevitably see some variations of appear in in the future in like in like the BAO and Nova etc in singles events because people do tend to copycat um, so you'll see variations of like Dark Reaper spam or Fire Raptor spam or whatever that was last year uh, and then 
we will talk a little bit about how maybe you can beat those or at least what you guys can look out for. Um, so th these tournaments are every year that are huge, they're impactful, and they're worth looking at and they're worth talking about. Yeah, although I would I would sort of preface all this with a caveat of these are lists for a different format. Good lit players are going to modify these lists to deal with a single elimination or singles format. Absolutely. So, don't expect that people are just going to copy these lists wholesale and win tournaments. A few of them will. It, it happens. Uh, but the really good players, the, the folks you're going to have to look out for when you're really aiming for the top, are not going to be running identical clones of these lists. They will be using the concepts in these lists to build something better. Right. Also, I think just from... Uh, because all of the teams, generally speaking, each player... Well, sorry, each team can only use one source book. Um, yes. And I think ATC phrases it differently. I think they actually use keywords. But you can oh, only use uh, one Yeah, you can only use one source book in the ATC uh, per team. So there can only be one, uh, you know... Uh, yeah, guard, guard can only be on your team once, whether yeah. as an ally or primary or whatever. So one of the... I think one of the cool things to read into in some of these lists is to see... What does what do what does the meta think are the absolute best armies to build around, yeah. and uh, to see what some of the uh, you know most frequent choices are. Um, and certainly, I I think it's pretty clear there are some of them that are big standouts. Yeah, and actually, that, that, there'll be some good discussion around that too because um, one thing that makes the ATC and the ETC formats very very different is in the ATC you have a five person team. In the ETC, yeah. you have an eight-person team, so you've got you've got basically another three lists you got to build out. In seventh edition, those last three were the absolute dregs, um, <laughs> uh, but now I think there's actually a, a real conundrum as to as to what what lists make the cut or what books make the cut versus um, don't. Yeah, it's it's very interesting to see the choices that people have made in these lists, and once we dive into it, we'll definitely want to talk some more on that. Yeah. All right. So I think there's no better place to start with these lists than Team Happy. Uh, Team Happy, multiple winners of the ATC. Uh, they are consistently, you know, top place finishers at the ATC, always contenders to win. Um, I, I would probably say that they're still the favorite to win the ATC this year. Um, and then just these names are are good. Yeah. Uh, you have Aaron Along, who who's a perennial top player. Um, and always has been for years. Uh, you have Aaron Towler, an, another guy who consistently makes the top tables at the LVO, um, mm -hmm. though he does usually fall short at the LVO, but he's someone that I would not be surprised at all to see in the top eight at the LVO or any other event. Uh, you have Justin Curtis, um, who made the top eight at the LVO mm -hmm. two years, two LVOs ago, um, with his Chaos Demons. Justin Curtis is a phenomenal player, a really intelligent cerebral player, uh, similar to Brandon Grant. Um, he's also a judge, mm -hmm. and Justin Curtis is no joke. Uh, you have Tony Grappando on Team Happy. Uh, Tony Grappando, of course, made the finals that the LVO last year somewhat infamously, not somewhat, infamously. <clears throat> uh, though, don't don't let that fool you. Tony's actually still a phenomenal player, um, even if uh, he developed a bit of a reputation. So, Tony Grappando, still a great player. Uh, and then they have uh, Lockrist, who... Uh, doesn't, I don't have a first name for Lockrist. I feel like, I, I feel like I've heard of Lockrist before. Um, but he's running a chaos list, uh, plague bear, plague bears, and and lots of poxwalkers, plague bears, feculent, naramal, spam. So so we'll jump right into his list, I guess, because I, I the, feel like his list is the the list to start their their the team. The roster lists him as uh, Tim Gorham. 
Tim Gorham. Okay. It does not Where's ring that? a bell, but I don't know a lot of the East Coast players, so he may be someone oh. I'm just not familiar with. Okay. Yeah, yeah. His his name was on his list. Okay, so Tim, Tim, I apologize. Regardless, this list archetype, especially in this team format, is something you're going to see over and over and over again. Yeah. Absolutely. Which of these do we want to start with? Do we want to start with Tim's? Let's or? start with Tim's. Yeah, I was already kind of going in there. And um, the reason why I wanted to bring Tim's up is uh, it's so it's a one it's one battalion, a Chaos Demons battalion of Nurgle uh, with a Demon Prince, Epidemia, Spoilpox, Scrivener. So the the character sweep plus the Demon Prince for the the beats. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got some Nurglings, three units of Plague Bearers. Three big uh, units. Twenty nine big bears. units. Big yeah. Twenty nine plus or twenty nine units and two and twenty seven and one. Yep. Um you have uh, a smaller Chaos Demons attachment with a, the Poxbringer, Sloppity Bile Piper, and another spoil pox scrivener, um, for more of those demon prince or no those chaos demon shenanigans, uh with two more large units of plague bearers. So we're already looking at oh, over a hundred yeah, he has basically hundred and fifty plague bearers yes. and a handful of characters to hide in them. This That's is a it. classic defender list. It puts yeah. models on the table, it holds objectives, it doesn't really ever kill anything. No. No. Although uh, it could. Oh sure. Yeah. You you if you're stupid and you walk into combat with those hundred and fifty plague bearers, they're gonna mess you up. Even like knights and stuff are gonna start finding that like with all their buffs and auras, those plague bearers can be doing four damage per guy with the right, right. rolls. They're yeah. no joke. But a smart opponent just walks away from them and kind of has to see the middle of the board as they try to kill things down. And that's what this list wants to do, is just hold the center of the board. Yeah. yeah. And so and so go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was, I was just going to say, <laughs> please. The idea of this you. list, <laughs> right, you two the idea start dating of now. A, a list like this, or a defender list, is uh, quite simply, you can't score points on me. Like I yeah. dare you to kill 150 4++, plus plus, you know, re-rollable save Plague Bears. No like, one is going to table this no list. One. It's just so, impossible. So, so, so you're basically... I get that concept in in the ETC because the ETC missions have, you know, an eternal war objective on most um, on most of them, which are end of game scoring. Uh, In the ITC, though, you know, every turn you have to be killing something. So I'm wondering, you know, does this defend as well in an ITC format as it would? No, I don't think so. Is ATC using ITC missions? They are. Oh, wow. Um, So you. Yes and no. Right. So so you're going to give up Reaper. For sure. Um, Are I don't... you, though? Keep in mind, yeah. you still have to kill 30 players. You have to kill 27 and 27 to get four points. That's sure. Um, yeah. And, he has, and he has ways to bring them back and other stratagems and shenanigans. It... Reaper is certainly a pick, but I don't think it's the given that most people think of it is as... You, you know what, and you're right. And this all, this having played lists like these, um, these lists are also extremely hard to get kill more against. It's all, yes. it's actually almost impossible. It's stifling um, the amount of bodies that you can kill without actually killing a unit. Um, and I think the idea with this list is to just absorb one of your opponent's lists. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it sucks. You're gonna be that guy, but you know, you're, you're gonna, gonna have, to, you're gonna give two attackers. Right. Gonna, well, you're going to take a draw or a minor loss with this yes. list a lot of the time. Yeah. But it won't really matter because you're hoping to get, you know, major victories on two or three of your other players. Right, right. So this list is basically designed to swallow up one of your opponent's lists. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you have a list, unless you have two lists designed to beat a list like this, which which I don't think 
most people will have. It's a big so medication to anti-infantry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but if you do, if you do put two attackers that are like here, these are two lists that'll actually blow this list off the table. Um, then you're in good odds. But then those yeah. lists might be bad other places. But this that's an it's an interesting. It's a good idea. It's just this is our defender. He is going to stop one of your opponents from scoring any points. Period. And, yeah. and this and, is and a specifically cool. those lists that you know the other team would otherwise expect to be able to get, say, a, you know, well, in the ETC, be a 20-0, or in the in the ITC, you know, a 30, you know, thir- high 30 score. Yeah. Um, this list will hopefully prevent one of those high flyers from being able to do that. Yeah, yes. this will drag one of those, like, 35-point ITC wins down into something stupid like 15 or 20 at tops. Yeah. Um, so so let, now, now we talked about that list, we can talk about their, their kind of, like, I don't want to say their backup defender list, but they're they're pretty much their take all comers list, in my opinion. I, I might be wrong um, with the hmm. intent here, but uh, Aaron Along's list. So he's running a brigade detachment of Astra Militarum. Um, you can pretty much expect the usual company commander, two primary psychers, a lot of infantry squads. Um, though he does have a Militarum Tempestus Scion squad with double plasma guns. Um, that's to kill tougher targets. I would um, also. Got some- Oh, I would also riders. say the other, yeah, the Rough Riders are his standout in the brigade. Most of the yeah. other stuff is exactly what you expect, but three units of five Rough Riders in place of the Sentinels that a lot of people run is an interesting choice. Rough Riders are definitely better than people give them credit for. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it fits Aaron Along's style, too. He He's always yeah. a kind of like in-and-in-your-face kind of player. Um, he's always run the kind of like the Death Stars and the the Beatstick characters, the Rough Riders, that kind of stuff. And I so typically kinda... see those sneaking in from a back board edge rather than just coming straight across the table. Do right. they have that as a unit? Is that is that a unit yep, ability? That's a or built-in that in ability. Just... They can yeah. just outflank. Cool. It's pretty good. Uh, he also has a Sisters detachment, which I think is very very strong. Um, he's got Celestine, uh, the Magifier, Canonist, and then three units of Seraphim. Uh, with yep. the I believe they're just regular five men. Yep. Oh well, yep. well, two of them are are eight, eight chicks. I think. Yeah, two eights and a five. Math. Yes. Um, because he's going to consistently have two uh, acts of faith: one from Celestine, one built in, and he has a chance at a third one off that Imagifier. Yes. Uh, so that's and that's just for the double Inferno pistols. They're really Seraphim are really really good. Quadruple Inferno pistols. In fact, sorry, two yeah. models with. Two pairs yeah. of Inferno pistols each. It's, it's easy to forget that it's like, oh yeah, you have two Seraphim with Inferno pistols, but each of those Inferno pistols is two is a shot, you know, right. two per model. So that's four Meltaguns per squad, which is, yeah. you know, what you see off like a command squad or something. Yeah, and, and they're in cover. They're they're pretty reasonably oh, yeah. durable with the two-up save. And they just, they're so fast. If you get two active faiths and yep. you want to keep Celestine back because they called Kingslayer on Celestine or something, it's you, also... know, you can just double move them. It's also important to remember that uh, as long as Celestine is hanging near them, they have a five-up rerollable invuln, yep. which That's a huge. lot of weapons will just bounce off them. Yeah, they're they're good units. And in ITC, the most important thing is they only give up one point when they die, which is just the kill point. Yeah. That's it. They don't give up anything else. So they're, they're very, very solid. Uh, and then he's got a Blood Angels detachment with um, yep. two smash captains, one Chief Librarian Mephiston, who I love, I swear by, uh, and then three scouts, and that's it. That's yeah. basically it's, it. It's actually a very standard kind of IG list in some ways in that it just runs a crap load of bodies and then a bunch of dangerous characters hiding near them. Yeah. Um, doesn't have like the Dawn Eagle captains and some of the other stuff you often see in these lists, but the same basic idea. 
Yeah. Uh, and, next. Uh, oh, but I just point out too that there, I don't know if you guys noted that he's running the the guard as Cadian for the most part. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is very different from what we've seen a lot of Cadishans recently uh, as the very popular uh, choice for guard. He's running him as Cadians, which kind of implies that they will be taking a little bit more static of a role rather than yeah. an aggressive one. But he has the characters to play the aggressive game instead, so maybe that's you, not a bad call. You know, with Vengeance for Cadia and um, some yeah. buffing and combining, I imagine he can do a number on, on lists like that Poxwalker list. Yeah, that's... Uh, Kind of what I imagine, a lot of people are going to bring uh, a list with Vengeance for Cadia and possibly the Unveiling Relic and everything, just mm-hmm. so they can go full ham on some of these very tough Defender Chaos lists. Um, yeah. Because if you need to cut down all those Poxwalkers and clear out midfield, well, Guard may be the only ones who can do it. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, we'll move to Aaron Towler. Uh, Aaron mm-hmm. Towler has a Quite simply, just a Gilliman vehicle list. I was uh, really surprised to see this list in here. This feels like a beginning of eighth kind of list, not like a top player. So Aaron clearly knows something that the rest of us don't. I, I agree. I think you need a vehicle spam list like this. Um, and if you're going to bring a vehicle spam list, uh, I think the best vehicle spam list for Space Marines, anyways, um, are the Gilliman vehicle spam lists. Yeah, um, but Repulsors? I you never know, Repulsors expected put out that. So much, so much shots. It, it is silly. Just if you guys ever get the chance to look at what a repulsor puts out for, and they're expensive. They're three. They're over three hundred points. They are yeah, very, they're very, land very expensive. Raiders. Yeah, but the the they're T eight, sixteen wounds. You know they yeah. they're missing that two up save, so they're reasonably durable. Uh, and they just put out so many shots. The repulsors do an insane amount of work. Uh, for what you get out of him, um, he he does have Gilliman, so they they do more work than usual. And he only has two, so it's, yeah, there's nothing that's crazy. T- only two is still oh, a third it's a, of it's his a list. That's true. That's true. Um, and then uh, <laughs> the cool thing I like about his list is that actually the Black Templars captains with thunder hammers and storm yeah, shields. That was uh, kind of just, a nice touch. Yeah, they're just so they're so good. The the cool thing about them is they're Black Templars, so they're pretty good in close combat. They can they can get that extra the heroic intervention, cool Black Templar. Take advantage of all the cool Black Templar stuff. And they roll um, charges, don't they? I think so. They're they're just yeah. they've got a lot of cool little neat combat tricks with the Black Templar captains. Um, well, but most and, importantly, yeah, go ahead. the stratagem. Yeah, the the say. four up deny stratagem, so and he's good. got his thunderfire, his a Black Templar's thunderfire cannon, which oh, I, I don't really agree with. Yeah. But you know, I would huh. prefer to have the Ultramarine thunderfire cannon. But it doesn't really matter to be a hundred percent honest. Um, it's it's hitting on twos. Oh no, never mind. The cannon is the one that fires. So it's, it's on threes. threes. Yeah. yeah, it's it's fine. It's not uh, the Thunderfire cannon can be Ultramarines or Black Templars. Um, yeah, you don't care. You just need literally one hit on anything and yeah. trigger that stratagem. So I yeah, gotta it, admit that I'm also like a, a little bit scratching my head over here because it's it's what we got three three predators, three predators. Yeah. yeah. So you got three predators, the two repulsors. Yeah. Um, the Predators are uh, actually... Well, no, this is all just DACA. So, yeah, they're actually yeah, heavy, yeah. They're heavy, bol- they're heavy bolter this and auto is, cannon. This is another list designed to chew up those hordes of infantry you're seeing. Yeah. And Big you time. won't be able to... The, those hordes lists won't be able to kill it back. Oh, never. Yeah, they can't even touch this. But, like, is, is a Repulsor the most efficient DACA option for... Marines? And that's what I wonder. Uh, like like I said, Aaron clearly knows something we don't. 
Yeah, I sure. don't get why he's running repulsors. There's got to be a good reason. Is it is it the best? I don't know. Like maybe the Storm Raven is better, or maybe there there's got to be some Forge World nonsense. Quad that... heavy bolters, twelve heavy bolter shots yeah, each. Yeah, I, but, I but you feel can only like take three max. Be... Like, no, but you can know. take them in units. No, you can't. You can't take any of the quad mortar rapier carriers in units. You can only take them sure? one model at a time. I'm oh, sure. I ran them for I guess, the first. Actually, yeah. they, they, they do have fly, although can, can, oh. uh, Ultramarines can fall back and shoot, right? Uh, um, no, I vehicles mean, don't get chapter tactics. Yeah. Oh, okay. The so there you go. That's a good reason to use a repulsor. <laughs> they have, and they, yeah, all do, they, have they do have that minus two to charge ranges, which I guess if you're worried about like horde infantry making those 12-inch charges on you, that's something. But this is definitely a list that I look at and I'm like, I want to know where he's going with this. I, I think yeah. what he does is he just takes the middle of the board and then just denies you from any hordes from getting anywhere near him. Yeah, uh, I guess. You know, yeah, and then Gilliman just kills any characters that any intrepid characters that think they can take out Gilliman. Yeah, he's because uh, he's he's basically immune to solo characters diving into his gun line because yeah, and then, Gilliman and the two Smash captains will solve that in a hurry. Yeah. And then the Thunderfire cannon shuts down one unit of, of like Poxwalkers, for example. Just like yeah. you're you're not going, you're staying there. Oh, most Poxwalkers of the under a Thunderfire would be just stupid. Yeah. Like moving two inches per turn or something. Yeah, yeah, it's command point light though. That's that's the thing I because it's got a patrol detachment. Nice. No command Space points, Marines, man. Three three command points from Gilliman. You're, you're yeah. right. Three from it's only eleven command points. It's not. Oh yes, eleven command points. And that's plenty. Space Marines aren't nearly as command point hungry as a lot of armies are. Well, this you know, other than the stratagem for the Black Templars and the Thunder of Red Cannons, yeah. you might be right. But I just, those are I, only one a piece and one true. for uh, kill shot also, I believe. If you so, need to do that, yeah. Yeah, he's spending like four command points on his own turn and basically calling it good. That means he's got an easy four to five turns of command points. If he just uses it on those. No, and no saves. Yeah, and also right? But he's regenerating also. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, a, I'm one of those guys who, who likes more command points. Um, but I no, can definitely no, I, see... I 100% with you, but it varies by army. You know, my cow will eat up 18 command points in a hurry, mm. but this no list, problem. 11 is plenty. Yeah. And you're also picking your matchup, too, so you could really don't need to spend your command points. So you guys are right. You, you yeah, guys are I feel, right. I feel like it's not as bad as it could be. It's like you you see 11, and it's like, well, you actually... Like, really, that's fine. Yeah. All right. Justin Curtis, who actually uh, is incorrect. His list is incorrect. We're, we're going to disqualify oh, really? him right now. Yeah, his battalion is only giving him plus three command points. It should be plus five oh, command points. It's because he has this thing... It's because he had this thing locked down for months, I bet. <laughs> he's been using this list. He's been using this list in 7th edition, let's be honest. <laughs> um, all right. So, anyways, Justin Curtis's list, he's got the Smash Brothers, the the, the Bash Brothers, whatever you want to call it, uh, yeah. Magnus and Mortarian, um, four, I guess, three sorcerers, and Aramon, who is a fourth sorcerer. Uh, and a demon de- prince. Demon prince is each. got to have him. Some Zangors, uh, big bodies of Zangors, which, which can put out yeah. a lot of good quality shooting. Um, and then just a unit of cultists cowering in the corner. Uh, this the, list is no, no shooting from these angles. Yeah, yeah, these are just the basic troop ones. They're just a punchy brother, little guys. Okay, well they can put out a lot of close combat shooting. A lot of fists. Yes, they do have that because <laughs> popping that stratagem to fight a second time with them is no joke. So this, this I guess would be an example from this team of of a real ham, like a hammer list. Like this is yeah. this is going in to try and murder something. Yeah, th- this list. This is this is the kind of list you'd put up against like an Aaron Tower list. Like, okay, Aaron, 
Like you've got like six models. Well, well, my army can absolutely destroy you. Yeah, the the smites out of this list are going to be brutal against anyone. Like if we're we're talking about the uh, that Gilman list, this would just ruin that Gilman list with all its smites. Yeah, and it'd, it'd like, give that list. A, yeah, yeah, it, it would be disgusting. Uh, it's it's interesting that he 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 did go Bash Brothers on this because I would have. I would have probably thought that more bodies would have been more useful than bringing Mortarian into the party, but it's If I'm not mistaken, this list won the Louisville Slugger, Uh-oh. which was a, a GT yeah, that he I went down remember. to. But it, it, uh, had, it had weird missions, but uh, I'm pretty sure he won with this. Ju- I might Justin be getting the GT wrong, but I... I, pre- I might be getting the GT wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure he, uh, he's, this one's battle I kind of remember that, yeah. It's, it's certainly not a bad list. I wouldn't, I'm not no. trying to say that. It's just, it is interesting to see that he is issuing these sort of, like, immense hordes of bodies that you see a lot of Chaos armies bringing in these formats and going a little bit more top-heavy. Yeah, and, and it's a list, it's, it's a perfect example of a list that, if tuned differently, can potentially win the LVO, Versus a list that the way it's tuned now would, ha- would have no chance of, of making even the top eight at the LVO. It's more of no. a gatekeeper list as it is now. Um, right, but, but it's tuning, not designed course, for it. It's not really exactly. designed for ITC mission, or at least not yeah. ITC as played at the LVO. Absolutely. I, I won't lie though, this would probably be a ton of fun to play. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. you've got some gorgeous centerpiece models, enough mm. little griblies to hold objectives. It's got a great toolbox. It's just like basically the tools are in metric rather than imperial, and you need to be ready to adjust that to the tournament you're going to. Yep. All right, and then finally, Tony Grappando's list. <clears throat> yep. Little uh, Eldar. An Eldar list. It's it's got the Cat Lady of Rain and an Inari detachment battalions. Um, Warlock with Conclave, which Warlock is something Conclave. that has fallen out of favor with a lot of people, but I guess he's expecting knights and or. Uh, Bash Brothers to be a big factor because that's the real reason you want to take that conclave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And why is um, that, Sean? Uh, because you can pop the stratagem. Only the Warlock Conclave has access to it. You pop the stratagem; it doubles the range of one of their powers up to thirty-six inches, and that's beyond the range of almost every model in the game to deny. Um, so you can hit them with a Jinx or a Restrain from across the board, and there's literally nothing they can do about it. Gotcha. Yeah. And then he's he's got a lot of rangers. He's got five units of rangers, uh, and then he's got all the Eldar good stuff. Got large units of dark reapers. Actually, one small unit, one large unit. Yeah. Uh, nine shining spears, um, far seers, spirit seers. A lot of characters. Wave and serpents two wave to serpents. hide things in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm kind of curious here because I feel like this would be a good list to stick uh, a black heart detachment in for the stratagem. Like I feel like you could probably cut some stuff here. And just you know, just to have a black heart, yeah, I, no, I feel like no Drukari on this team. Yeah, yeah. Um, the The fact that there's no Drukari, I think, is an outfall of the smaller team sizes compared to ETC. Absolutely. Um, having tried to build lists like this, uh, you know, in the theoretical sense, at least, I've never actually run it post uh, Drukari new release and all that. Um, it is harder to fit that 
450 points into a list than you will tend to think. Especially something like this, because it's like, you need to sink 100 on in rain, you need to sink another 150 on a wave serpent, you need a couple hundred for some dark reapers, mm. maybe even like 300 if you're going all out, then you need another like 300 for your shining spears, and now you only have one unit of each of those, and that's just asking for it to get blown away, and now you're out an entire tool set. So... Yeah. You actually kind of need a lot of stuff. Although he is running a lot of psychers. I am shocked at how many psychers he has. Because he has, what, six or seven psychers? Two Farseers, two Spirit Seers, Yvrain, and a Warlock Conclave? That is so many psychers. He's very top-heavy here. And he only has, like, the one unit of Shining Spears. I guess he yeah. does have the two units of, of Dark Reapers. But, like, you know, what are what are those guys really getting up to? And, like, um, there's a lot of range. There's, like, what, six units of Rangers here, too? Yeah, yeah my, my intuition is that this list lays its Rangers out and holds ground. And then the, you know, one unit of Spears, one unit of Reapers basically do all the work by pumping stratagems and psychic powers and all that. You know, if those Shining Spears are minus one to hit, plus one to saves, taking a second move, plus one to wound, and the the Dark Reapers are re-rolling all wounds, re-rolling all misses, like, they're vaporizing four units a turn pretty easily. Yes, that's true. Uh, yeah, I, I think, so, so let's, let's think about, let's think about the the stuff that the Blackheart stratagem can even get you. So so if you're building your list and you're wondering, you know, um, should I add the Blackheart stratagem or not? Or the the Blackheart Dark Eldar detachment for the stratagem. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what what kind of armies is that shut down to? So my mind immediately jumps to knights uh, or yeah, lists that feature a Knight Castellan. It's pretty big against the knights because you right. can turn off that rotate and you can turn off full tilt. Yeah, or or your the the missile, the the shield breaker missile. Yeah, that the missile is also unique. That's really big for uh, Yvrain, actually. I'm yeah. a little, although the ATC lists do not have the preponderance of knights that we see in the uh, the ETC lists. It's that's super true. interesting. That yeah, that's I've been noticing too. Yeah, and there's not been knights. Well, we can maybe talk about that a little more once we bounce over to the, the ETC side of things, but it's very worth pointing out that while there are a number of these ATC lists that are running a single knight, usually the Castellan, there's not very many of them that are running the triple, quadruple, or quintuple knights. Yeah, and, and whether that's a problem or not, I guess we'll find out. Um, I think these yeah. ATC guys, I, I'm willing to trust their judgment, um, but... If there's one thing I've seen out of ATC in the past is it's it's very much um, an East Coast centric tournament, yeah. uh, and what that means is basically these guys like to stick to the like tried and true like this is good, this is what works, um, and that's just from the meta in general. I'm not saying that these the East Coast guys are worse or better than the West Coast guys, um, but when you come over here to like West Coast events, lists tend to be a lot more varied and silly. Like for example, you saw uh, an Ultramarines Terminator list you know, top eight at the Boise cup, just the Boise cup in general was top eight was just all over the place. Whereas there's an East coast event uh, at the same time where it was all like Eldar, dark Eldar chaos, you know, it's kind of, kind of a little more predictable, but one of the, that being uh, said, I know, I know we should probably save this for a future episode. Once we go through the ETC stuff and we can do a real uh, contrast and compare, but uh, the other thing too, that, you know, really jumps out. I mean, out of those five lists, two of them are, are massive hordes. Yeah. And um, the North American meta, like when we get to the ETC stuff, like both North American teams 
bring a lot of bodies that you don't see that on the etc teams um, no. so yeah. i don't know if that has to do with mission design or i don't know what. i looking through the etc lists even outside of the the two north american teams i think there were a lot of horde body lists that you saw these 150 plague bearers 200 see, odd cultists and zangors i don't know that you see the cultists and zangors as much you definitely I, see the plague bearers i saw quite uh, a few of them you, you uh, know the what plague the, bearers 100 but yeah. I, I i yeah I, I wasn't picking up on a tremendous amount of massive cultists you know what the big, difference is, the big difference is is the eight the the seventh sixth seventh and eighth person in the etc is probably running custodes jet bikes yeah, and that's that's like like. Do you really want to run infantry heavy lists when you could potentially run into like assault cannon, Razorback spam with Gilman, or uh, the Poxwalker list, or some sort of massive shooter list, or the Virtus Praetors jetbike spam lists? Like, mm-hmm. like that. Just the Those presence of, of that place. list. Yeah, just the presence of that list alone makes you makes you kind of like. Do you really want to run? crazy like guard infantry spam lists like when that list is just floating around and i mean um, just just before we move on from team happy like that's the immediate thing i'm thinking about with that gilliman list is yep. i mean wouldn't custodies be a better fit there that you might be right that a custodian yeah. i mean there, just from a versatility yeah. perspective you know like i don't know i yeah. i don't know yeah it's, it's really hard to say i i don't I'm not sure I want to go so far as to criticize Aaron's list and say, like, oh, he did it wrong. Like, he should have been playing Virtus Praetors or We're something. We're talking heads. We have to do this. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, his list is unplayable, and he should never be allowed in any <laughs> tournament again. His list Boom. is You're literally right. unplayable. I've So far, I've, I've survived uh, being on podcasts without being lit up online, so maybe <laughs> I shouldn't push my luck. I, I'm the fucking lightning rod for this podcast. I will state any opinion, no matter how absurd. Boom. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> All right, so, so let's move to on Also, to I don't Coast. know, have we said this yet, that Team Happy is the two-time reigning champion? Yes. And we just nitpicked oh, the shit I, We mentioned it at the so beginning. Like, yeah, front okay. end, we yeah. front-ended it. All right, yeah, good. Team, so let's just, let's just reemphasize that. Team Happy knows what the fuck is up. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's and maybe maybe they're reading off a play sheet that's different than ours, and we're gonna find out real soon. That's why I'm Absolutely. very hesitant to criticize criticize their decisions because, like, like I say, it, it's clear he knows something we don't. Right. So l- let's go ahead and move on to Beast Coast. They're they're next yeah. on our list, and the reason why I wanted to bring up Beast Coast, and it's actually this is the reason for the next three teams that we talk about, is they have two players on their team that are playing on actually technically three if you include Werner Bourne he's the coach um they're two players playing on the American ETC team and they're actually running uh, I haven't checked perfectly down to the the period but they're running their ETC lists it is Um, basically the same list yeah yeah. I haven't checked them like number for number either but just like a quick scan and and looking at everything there it looks like they're running their ETC lists um, so for any ETC listeners, European listeners, first off, thank you for listening to Chapter Tactics. There are so <laughs> few of you, and you are all so wonderful. These are the most pleasant email writers. Uh, also, if Clearly you're listening the best to the... of their kind, <laughs> like if they're the listening... ones who are going international on their skill sets. Absolutely. Uh, if you if you're listening and you're attending the ETC, uh, this would be a good podcast to listen to for scouting on the ETC team. Um, I am not sorry, Sean Naden. Uh, you knew this was coming. Um, anyways, moving it's on. It's all to the East public information. That's true. Yeah, for real. Uh, Trust me. There's all, all ETC teams are all hurriedly working on their spreadsheets right now, working on their matchups, <laughs> listening to this uh, podcast. There, there aren't. There are no. They're probably too busy to listen to this podcast. So yeah, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> they love us <laughs> for real, man. It's they listen forever. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, jo- joking. Uh, as as one of those um, 
those pesky tryhard foreigners, Val, I believe your judgment. <laughs> um, all right, moving on. Out. So let's let's go backwards. I'm a pesky this time. tryhard foreigner. That is one hundred percent the case. <laughs> Boom, I nailed him. All right, uh, let's go to Werner Born's list. Uh, Werner yeah. is, of course, a phenomenal player. I been to etc in past times he is the coach for the etc usa team uh he's got the, the necron bog list. standard necron it's, list yeah he's got three tesseract vaults uh destroyer lord satan shard deceiver uh, the deceiver and three units of canopic scarabs and that's it that this is the list that i feel like got bumped by knights um yeah it's the, it was it's the boogeyman that knights replaced yeah, yeah. i agree uh, it, it it does a little better against infantry than knights. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. They have so. different strengths because the knights have that melee cap capability and uh, sort of some more volume of shooting in many cases. Mm-hmm. But the tesseract va- vaults can put out so many mortal wounds that I'm I'm really not sure like where they have they have their respective strengths at. Although I would say the big problem with the Necron version of this list is uh, the, the the detachment that is not the three Tesseract Volts is basically a garbage fire, whereas the uh, the the guard battalion that inevitably backs up knights is just this fantastic little CP farm that also holds objectives really well. That's a good point. That's a really really good point. And, and punk if you were with mortars, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. Although uh, to be fair, I have been on the receiving end. Uh, you'll notice that their dynasty is Sautek for the uh, outrider that they're running, which I am one hundred percent sure is for the Sautek warlord trait that is the CP farm one. Um, it's I think it's either five ups or six ups, but every time you or the enemy spend command points. Yeah, I feel so, like this, so. this list is super swingy too, just based on. Uh, not just the matchup, but on how the like beginning game rolls go. I mean, you, mm. you know, depending on how far forward you can put, how many vaults, all that kind of stuff. So it, it will yeah. limit the impact. The ability to screen as well. Like, so if, if the opponent just happens yeah. to have anything that can be in the neutral zone, uh, kind of takes the edge off. Yeah, it's it, it suffers from a lot of the the typical mortal wound flaws where you're not as free about being able to target what you want to as you'd often like. Um, but it's actually probably tougher to kill than a knight list is, um, due to the sort of, like, innate stats on the Tesseract Vaults and the stratagems you can slap onto them, Mm -hmm. uh, because the Tesseract Vault can be rocking for a one or two command point, uh, stratagem, it can be rocking two up armor, three up invuln every single turn, and and that's brutal. In my, uh, like, just from... Like glancing at it, this this list versus uh, maybe just from my personal perspective as a Tau player, but this list versus the Knights list, I feel in general more afraid of this list. So I'm surprised at how fast mm-hmm. it fell from grace. Mm. Uh, another interesting tidbit about this list and the player is uh, Werner Born is actually he's the coach for the ETC team. However, Kurt Claus is running this list. Uh, Kurt Claus oh. is on the ETC team, huh. and Kurt Claus is also running this list at ATC. So the ETC team has yeah. two copies of this list uh, playing, you know, at the ATC. So I, I don't know. I don't know if that actually speaks to like any sort of strategy, or maybe Werner I, Born just happened to have these models. 
Um, but, but you know, it, we have double the amount of information for this list coming from the ECC team. So, yeah, and like there's know. like 19 copies of this list in the ETC or something stupid. Like basically yeah, every lot. Necron player is this list right here. That's true. Right Actually, down to the letter. Well, yeah, any any Necrons that do appear, certainly in the ETC, is this, but I don't think there's many. Uh, there's, there, a, there's a handful. I don't know. There, there's not as many as there are of some things, me, but it was it was showing up a lot more F than Kesarek other stuff. In the ETC. There are 12, there are 12 uh, uh, results, which means there are four players playing Necrons. Because each of them is, I'm assuming, I is running triple Tesseract. I think well, there is tesseract, one tesseract, guy. I triple, saw nope. one list that had um, there, there are four Doomsday triple Tesseract. arcs. Yeah, okay. but there's one non-Tesseract Necrons that I recall seeing yeah, in the ETC let's... lists. But yeah, that's that's a tangent right there. <laughs> they, they all look uh, like, yeah, I, th I think you're right. I think I scrolled fast. I went it through pretty fast. But they are all running, as you said, they're all running basically this version of this list. So if you see yep. Necrons... The only difference is basically, like, they have, like, 20 points to play with or something really trivial like that. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. So so this will be this will be interesting to see how this list plays out. Uh, moving on to Tony Kopach's list. Uh, yeah. This list is actually a, a list that excites me because I see it as a list I can run uh, in a take-all-comers uh, list. And it's actually it's, yeah. it's a really solid list. It's similar to the list I have. Um, so it's it's basically it's uh, Strachan... Two company commanders for for uh, Katachan, obviously, um, mm -hmm. and then he's got a max unit of infantry squads with heavy weapon mortar teams, um, a Ministorum priest, a platoon commander, two platoon commanders, three hellhounds, three heavy weapon teams yeah. in that brigade, uh, and then a knight Castellan, and then a blood angel detachment with two smash captains and scouts, and that's mm -hmm. that's it. Super simple. Uh, the the guard in this list with Strachan and the priest put out do so much work it, it is insane yep. how much work you can get um the only the only thing i don't like about this list um is that the guardsmen will get burned through very very quickly uh there are nine i think one two three four there there are eight eight sorry eight units of guardsmen um so a little little under 80 not a little under 80 it's more like 70 uh 70 guardsmen is actually really easy to chew through if you have nothing but scouts and things that that aren't guardsmen essentially um so it's, yeah, it's not like exceptionally low or anything. This is right. pretty similar to like Brandon Grant's list from Boise Cup and right. a lot of the other guard lists we've seen around. Um, he's running the Knight Castellan over the Shadow Sword, which you can argue about that back and forth, but the two of them fulfill very similar roles. Right. Uh, w with a guard like this, so so without getting too much into the intricacies of this list, because I play a list similar to it. Um, it's it's a very good list. Uh, you expect your guard, mm -hmm. your guardsman, your Katachan guardsman to put it uh, in a lot of work, um, but it's highly dependent on going first uh, because a lot of even with mm -hmm. a three up invuln, a lot of lists can take out or or I feel like especially in, in ATC ATC format, a lot of lists can probably take out that Knight Castellan. Um, I, w yeah, I would have I, at least one or two lists that can take it out. It's certainly very doable. I wouldn't say it's dependent on going first, though. It, as okay. a shooting list, if, it's obviously advantageous. But I don't even know if you're killing the Knight Castellan if, if you're going first against this list. It depends on the army. Uh, there's, yeah. It's certainly possible for some armies. Um, you know, if you have fully buffed Tau shooting, you slap your five marker lights on there, you fire 12 destroyer missiles into it, that thing uh, goes away. A Tau, a Tau gunline list would, would 
going first would absolutely if it can kill the Castellan, it would, would kill the Castellan. Destroy yeah, the like you would have to roll pretty bad <laughs> not to. You, you have you, having played that matchup with my list, which is similar. I know for a fact you would absolutely lose one hundred percent if your Castellan died and you just had all those guardsmen. Like you could move move them all up, um, but the Overwatch on the tower is going to kill lots of guardsmen. You can bubble wrap correctly. The fire warrior, like it depends on obviously it depends on the tower list, it depends on on the players and the terrain and stuff. Like there's a lot of variables. Yeah. So so I'm definitely speaking with a little bit of assumptions here. However, mm-hmm. um, I feel like like this particular list is more of a take all comers list than like a hyper optimized like. Well, this is, yeah, this, this is very much a, uh, a take-all-comers kind of middle-of-the-road list, which is an it, interesting choice in the format. A lot exactly. of teams don't bring that, but I think Guard and arguably Dark Eldar open that possibility up, uh, because they have these very strong take-all-comers uh, armies, and... I'm actually very interested to see how Tony does this because Tony's a really good player. He is. Yeah. He, he is a, a lot really of times too, like th- this type of a list, like that that take all comers list or the spoiler. This might be your fifth pairing, so it yeah. basically gets it, he, he basically gets whatever didn't get chosen uh, in the in the first two rounds of pairings and mm-hmm. can often wind up in a you know a mismatch that way. Yeah, uh, and then his player skill and just the the various abilities of the list come to the front. Yeah, because it is a very flexible list. It not only has quite a bit of shooting, it has way more melee than you expect. Um, It is excellent scoring potential. It's got a lot of different tools, the auto hits from the Hellhounds, the big cannons off the Castellan and whatnot. Um, It's it's a list with a lot of options, which I think is very interesting to see. Yeah, and this this is an ETC list, too. So this this list is designed with, with a bigger picture in mind at least i hope a bigger picture in mind i hope they didn't design this list for atc and then casually use it in the atc format i'd um, say if anything it was probably the other way around yeah yeah I, yeah <laughs> um but this is an etc list this is designed Although, for the etc i did I, I did see this get list getting chirped for having the uh, the nine man infantry squad with the mortar team and they, they just yeah. assumed that it was it was set up for itc which does I it change did it change obviously the... not the case uh, oh, in 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 etc, it's actually they're just ten man squads, and that's well, actually a care. lot better. Mm. Or, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> they just they just switched that up a little bit. I wonder what he did with his extra points. Let me just take a quick know. scan through. Looks like an extra platoon commander. You guys are gonna find this faster than I am. Um, yeah, nope, not an extra platoon. Maybe an extra guardsman squad. No, it's not, it's not, yeah, it's, it's just extra... the mortar teams within the the. I think the way it works is just the mortar teams within the infantry squad knock it down to nine models. Because well, yeah, the mortar well, itself is it's one five model. extra points. So so he's actually gaining an extra like 35, 40 points out of the list between his ETC and his ATC list. So I'm trying to figure where he mm-hmm. put those extra 35, 40 points. Um, just a little. You know what? Don't even just ignore me, guys. Um, I'm sure you guys have already found it by now. Uh, I'm. It's just a little Pablo curiosity. Is it the that... storm shields on the captains? Uh, yep. There you go. Okay. Thanks. Sean found it. Yeah. Boom. That's, um, um, Nick Nonavani. Let's talk about right, this everybody. guy. This is, this is Eldar. Yeah. He, he's, a lot of his stuff is pretty typical Yanari Eldar. He's got the Warlock Conclave, which we talked about a bunch earlier. And he's got a regular style Warlock, not a Spirit Seer, interestingly. Maybe for he's, the stratagems. He has one Spirit Seer. 
Yeah, he also um, has another spirit seer in a oh, different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but just looking at his his battalion here, the thing that actually strikes out the most to me is he has two rangers and one ten man guardian defenders. Which yeah, and he has. Go ahead. I don't know. I'm 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 curious. He's been running this. Yeah, I I follow the his blog and other stuff that he posts to periodically, and he's been running this ten man guardian defender. And I'm just I'm a little curious why the ten man as opposed to sneaking points to make it a twenty or a fifteen or cutting it down to something smaller. It's it's an interesting uh, compromise or choice that he's made there. So. This list is actually very similar to Tony Grappando's list, which we just talked about. Yeah. Um, the unit choices are almost identical, um, except the, for the Swooping Hawks. Um, I, yes. And dare I say it, and, and uh, I'm going to be a little bit controversial, but I think Nick Nanavati's list is better than Grappando's list. Um, I certainly the swooping hawks, like it more. Yeah, the extra Shining Spear, large unit of Shining Spears. The yeah. Guardians, he went lighter on the Guardians. Uh, he went lighter on the Characters. Um, he went one Dark Reaper squad instead of two, one big, one small. Like mm-hmm. it just, it just feels like this list is. And I get that they're different players, they're different play styles. Um, I feel like Grappando has always been more of like a by the books. Like this is, this is what's good. I'm gonna run this more formulaic. Whereas I've always felt like Nick and Avati's lists have always been kind of quirky, but not like Sean Naden quirky, but like a nice mix. Of like quirky and good. Nanavati is a little more innovative. I would he's, say he's more innovative. It's not to say he's necessarily a better player, but right. he tends to be trying out new things more than a lot of people do, right. uh, which is at, part of why he's good. <laughs> I think the, the the biggest difference here is obviously Tony's got some plans in mind for the you know preponderance of characters that he brought in the psychers. Yeah, um, but the being as lean as possible on that front uh, in Nanavati's list here, like he's got. He also went lighter on on the the Dark Reapers a bit, yeah. Which uh, I think is probably a good call because you know they're going to nuke one thing, and then he's got yeah. the double unit of Shining Spears instead. So you know this thing can really come and hammer something if it needs to. Nanavati's list doesn't rely as much on buffing up a handful of units. I think uh, it's got the two different units of the Shining Spears, like you said, that he can put one buff on each of them and make each of them tough but not invulnerable, uh, which I think is going to work out a little better overall. The uh, one thing, too, and I mean, you're an Eldar guy, um, yeah. the, the European meta has just shit on Shining Spears. So like yeah, moved, which they have moved entirely. Like basically, the the Eldar Craft World Eldar anyway is is mostly Mechdar. You know, you see a lot of uh, flyers. You see, um, you know, yeah, just the, everyone ran away from Shining Spears now that you can't drop in and, and still move. Yeah. So and, what are your thoughts on them? Well, so, so actually, see, Val, oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, this is, uh, go I'm ahead, just looking up stuff. I was oh, okay. just gonna say, I was just gonna say it, to play devil's advocate. It seems like every single Eldar player in the C list is running one unit of eight Shining Spears. They are there, but you don't see as much of the multiple units. I mean, you certainly did see some, but I think they they shied away from it a little more, and they are much more in favor of Fire Prisms, of Hemlock Ray Fighters, of the Crimson yeah. Hunters. Uh, I yeah. saw one of the ETC lists that I, if I counted correctly, had eight of the Eldar Flyers in it. Or maybe it was nine. It was it was a crazy number of them, and like I ran the six flyer list, and I felt like I didn't have anything on the ground. <laughs> that list has nothing. 
Yeah. Um, but it's it is definitely definitely interesting to see that they seem much more inclined to play the shooting Eldar. I even saw a couple of the ETC lists that were running heavy Dark Reapers, like three units of eight. Yes. Um, thinking it was still you know early eighth edition. Um, which you know, I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they're maybe they're right, but it was just it was real weird to open up a list and see you know twenty four or thirty dark reapers staring back at you again. Yeah, it, the ETC is very much also uh, like a copycat meta. Like I yeah. feel like all of the teams, all all of the teams that, and, and not a knock on those teams, but all the teams that don't make it to the top tables. Um, they they all kind of copy the same faction, so like all their Eldar lists are the same, all their Dark Eldar lists are the same, all their et cetera, et cetera. And you will see that across multiple lists. Um, but what I noticed last year, and what I think I noticed this year from just by looking at who the favorites are, um, it really looks like innovating in the ETC format. Um, it seems like the way to go with a few of the lists. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. There's some, but I was, I was just speaking more specifically. Is like shining spears were like the like one of the standouts. I think of the LVOs. I think that was kind of their coming out party. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone was everyone kind of knew about dark reapers a little bit, but shining spears were really the things that made you know those top table lists go. And I just feel like the sense I get is that they're falling out of favor, and that uh, craft world outlier specifically seems to be going in a bit of a different direction. Maybe I'm reading that too much. Well. But. I, there definitely spam them were a number of units. I saw some lists that were running like 27 Shining Spears in ETC. Um, but I do think you're right that they're not as popular as they are over here. Uh, yeah. on, on this side of the ocean, Shining Spears are the premier Eldar unit, and you are backing them up with Dark Reapers and other things. And I think it's kind of the reverse on the European side. Or at least that is what I feel from reading their lists. Maybe it just comes to uh, ground level blocking line of sight. That could be a very big part of it, yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, you know, what sort of lists you actually see, because there are some things that Shining Spears just aren't that good about. At um, they will they will struggle with a number of things. All right. So uh, Lucas Riab, Lucas. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you just give up early on that one. I just, yeah, I know when I'm behind. Uh, Lucas is running the the Dark Eldar list. Um, yep. I want to say the Dark Eldar list. I mean the Dark Eldar list. Uh, you've got three Ravagers with disintegrator cannons, um, an Archon, and a Cabal and a Blackheart detachment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the Blackheart detachment. I might be wrong. Um, yeah, that's Blackheart. In a, in, yeah, in a Blackheart detachment, uh, and then units of. Rex and Homunculus and Urian Rakarth, who's kind of an interesting choice, uh, and then a large unit of Grotesques, and then a bunch of Talos. Yeah, um, six Only Talos? six. Only, yeah, only six. six. Well, he's kind of splitting the difference because there's this big debate in the Dark Eldar community of Talos versus Grotesque, and yeah. uh, Lucas is essentially splitting the difference. He's running six Talos, which is actually what a lot of people are running, but then he's also running the big block of Grotesque and kind of giving up a lot out of his third detachment, which is on the small side. Just yeah. a pair well, of succubi coolest... and a big yeah, block the... of witches on foot, which is actually interesting. Yeah, yeah this is the, the where, where I think he really, uh, this is where we get kind of fun, is and getting a little bit away from like the Dark Eldar list. Uh, he's run out a ton of witches here. Yeah, the he's a got, big block. He's got three hundred and sixty-eight points on succubi and witches. Yeah, yeah, nineteen witches and then two six uh, strong. Which I I I don't know. I I'm presuming he's going to webway portal down that nineteen strong. 
Uh, they can't be just running up the field. That's just going to get them murdered, at least most of the time. Uh, yeah, he doesn't so... have a lot of webway targets. So yeah, a lot of Dark Elder don't actually use the webways. You can't webway a Ravager. You can only cloud st- or screaming oh. jets. I think it's called. Sorry, yeah, uh, the, but yeah. the one that gets them off the table. Yes, <laughs> yeah. you can pick one or the other of those two stratagems. So you can either drop the Ravagers down, or you can teleport the witches in. You couldn't do both. Yeah, it, and this is a nasty list. This is this is a list that that uh, against the right player, um, you know, you just absolutely. It's, them. it's got a lot of it's got a pretty good amount of shooting and a lot of really nasty melee it's interesting compared to a lot of the typical dark eldar lists you see that are like lots of racks uh you know on foot lots of witches and or uh cabal warriors in venom yeah. um and this does not have the same kind of scoring presence that those lists do but yeah. what it has is firepower in spades yeah, the the haywire blasters on the Talos yep. can kill how many guardsmen, right? Yo, it's the the haywire is not actually super scary to guardsmen. It's you know just strength four, AP one, um, D three shots per gun. So you know a reasonable oh, okay. number. I thought it was a lot but more than that. So uh, pretty okay. You know you're thinking of the uh, the uh, harlequin haywire, which is D six per gun. Okay. Uh, the, the the dark eldor one is fewer shots. It's the blaster, not the cannon. Uh, okay. But, all right. Um, you know, he's got, all, he has the chain flails on all these Talos, so they're throwing down 10 attacks, uh, if they want to just chew up some basic guys. These yeah. Talos are going to be great at diving into those big piles of, uh, plague bearers and whatnot, just and they will them. just scythe through them, because they're hitting on threes, twos later in the game, and wounding on threes with a reroll. Yeah, so, and yeah. so very, very... Uh, tanky. Yes. They're, they're, yeah. You know, four up involved with near near the homunculus. They're a toughness seven. Yep. Um, they got the six up feel no pain. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's dirty. And you yeah, can this... heal them. He's running uh, Urian here, who will also give them plus one strength, just in case you need to do that little bit more damage. Mm. So yeah. yeah, this is a list that punches well above its weight class. Yeah, it, and a specific list that this list counters is that that guard list that Werner. Born was running, or I'm sorry, not Werner Born. Um, uh, anyways, the guard list that you we were just talking about, the uh, yeah. with the the Castellan, that oh, you know, list yes. that you'll see all over the place. This yeah. list was just is actually I feel like it's built to counter that list, which I think is probably kind of half true. Um, yeah, I think it's built to counter lists like that. Yes, yeah, you you kill their big target, you, the strategy, you shut down the stratagem that that makes their big target mm-hmm. worth bringing. And then your Talos just move up the board and chew on hordes, and it's like, here, yeah. here's my horde. It's six Talos engines. Like, yeah, you know, this, and this like I, I'm really excited to see. I don't know if I don't care if it's a good choice. I just want to see those witches do some badass stuff. <laughs> I the, think they will do some work. Like diving those witches into that front line of guardsmen is going to be horrifying sometimes. Because it's like, oh yeah, by the way, I took the plus one toughness drug, and you can't fall back from combat, and I got a four-up invuln, and, like, good luck. Yeah, and then you've got the succubus behind them, so the succubus will be able to charge something next turn and not have to worry about being shot at. Yeah. Because the witches trap some... It's really good. Uh, The the only thing... I, I sure that the answer is no, but do shard nets work on things like titans? Like they only work on stuff? infantry. 
Okay, that makes more sense. I mean, you know, <laughs> you could shard yeah. at a land raider. Just like, oh, get no, back to your land raider. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, that's only infantry, which means you get some weird situations just like you can't throw a net on a drone. Which, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. But yeah, it's infantry only. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then finally, we have Mr. Brad Nichols, who is running uh, yes. Chaos Space Marines. A combination of Thousand Suns, Black Legion list uh and this is this is kind of the chaos space brain list i'd expect to see this um, is that cultist list i was talking about earlier yeah. just a baden leading the party making everyone immune to morale and a trillion cultists. bodies yeah yeah and zangors too yeah 100 or nine almost 100 no i guess 60 six, 60, 60 zangors and like a hundred odd cultists 100, yeah, plus a couple demon princes and that. other big combat guys uh yeah. also of note he's got the exalted champion in here so all oh, those no. cultists are rerolling failed wounds and failed hits and then he gives the exalted champion the murder sword oh i have yeah. bad i have bad bad stories about the murder sword <laughs> it's a pretty solid little piece um, it's, it can be really annoying really good um yeah. in the right circumstance so, yeah this repeat. is this is basically crazy how many defender. wounds oh, oh yeah how many wounds he's got here it's, oh yes yeah it's a uh, 160 cultists plus your zangors and mm-hmm. you know plus everything else so you're looking at 200 and of plus course wounds. he can he can do shenanigans like fight twice teleport uh, he can do regenerate. The, uh, regenerate one blob of the cultists, and um, uh, he un- unlimited uh, unlimited uh, smiting. Yes, yeah, because uh, he's got all his uh, smiters out of thousand suns. He's his cultist mark setup is actually a little bit interesting because he's got two blocks of them with auto guns and Marcus Slanesh, so he can pop the shoot twice stratagem there, and then he's got one with corn, so he can pop the fight twice stratagem there. Uh, oh, wow. So all of his Black Legion cultists are actually set up to do way more damage than you think. Because uh, they take that plus one to wound off uh, Veterans of the Long War, they're re-rolling all misses thanks to Mr. Abby, and then they're just sort of going to town on some stuff. Uh, yeah, um, it's it's a it's hard it's hard to tackle. At first, I thought um, I guess it's hard to tackle a list like this and think about how you're going to go about killing it, other than just killing all the cultists. Um, which, as we've already talked about, isn't easy to do. That's hard. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, at first, I, mean, I, thought, I will take. I will take 160 cultists over 160 plague bears, but it's yes. still these guys can be so deadly with all the buffs and things that they can do. That's um, the yeah. real secret: is that they are, you know, not j- they are more dangerous than the plague bearers against many targets, and they're 100 percent immune to morale. They don't even care. Whereas the plague also, bearers, if you don't kill them outright. They come back. Yep. At least once. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to wipe them down to a man, and you can't just leave them at like three and finish them next turn because he'll just pop the whole unit back. Um, yeah. It, so he, we say 160 bo- bodies, but really it's more like 200. And the 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 plague bearers don't have all those champions running around. They have like one demon prince, whereas this one has the Abaddon and the demon prince and yep. the exalted champion with the murder sword. You know, so it's yeah, it's a uh, and Ariman. He has and two Ahriman. princes: Ariman, Abaddon, and yeah. the champion. So he has a lot of characters who are not a pushover in close combat. That's yeah, another secret a, to these nasty kind of lists. lists. Absolutely nasty. I'm actually surprised we don't see more lists similar to it in in like ITC single 
Single it doesn't have the kill. Now. It doesn't have the killing this power guy, it needs. I have to point out that he's actually got the complete cultist toolkit because he also has a patrol of Alpha Legion cultists. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I missed that. It's kind of oh, straddles yeah. two of the pages. That's okay, hilarious. So this yeah. guy can do so Brad can is this Brad Nichols? Yeah. Brad can yeah. do every single cultist trick Shit. that exists. Yeah, that's that's scary. Although he's got they're the rolling dudes with hmm. Abaddon. And he's got the pop-up in front of you, dudes. This is I, awesome. That's interesting that he takes the uh, Marcus Slanesh on them rather than Corn. I would have thought he'd want the fight twice rather than shoot twice with the squad he sneaks in. That's an interesting choice. Yeah. All right. So uh, do you guys want to move on to team quality control? Yeah. We All got right. some big names so there. Th- this is uh, this is the yeah, list with... <laughs> <laughs> it's, only, it's only Andrew Gagno and Sean Naden, two, two of the top contenders for... Yeah. For, uh, uh, what, 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 what would Nathan say? Uh, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. That's <laughs> all right. That's pretty good. And uh, let's let's not give short shrift. There's three other pretty good players yeah, on this team. Dan too. Woods, Andrew Rubino, and Kurt Claus. Yeah. Uh, you may have heard of Kurt Claus. Uh, we just mentioned him <laughs> ten uh-huh. minutes ago in this podcast. Um, uh, unfortunately, and and I, I do apologize, guys. I don't know much about Dan Woods or Andrew Rubino. I've seen their names floating around. Um, yeah, I'm though I imagine they're not with them by sort of vague reputation, yeah. but they're also good players. They they've won I'm tournaments. Sure. They score yeah. high. Sean Naden is allowing them allowing them to be <laughs> on his team. So there's they got to be doing something right. Right. All right. Uh, so let's talk about so let's talk about the um, two etc lists. We don't need to talk about Kurt Claus's list because we already mentioned it. Kurt Claus is running mm-hmm. that triple Tesseract Belt Necron list that we've already talked about. Yep. Um. So let's talk about Sean Naden's list because. I'm sure he loves this list because it looks like a f- crazy fun list that that a lot of people would like to run. Um, though it is a bit spammier than I than I expected of a Sean Naden list. Yeah, uh, I feel like someone probably basically told him to take this list. Like I'm sure he had a hand in its creation because I'm, I'm sure um, these guys collaborate on all this, but. I'm, I'm sorry, I have, to, I have to cut you off right there. Yeah. Um, it has a ton of witches, massive units of witches. This sure. Is Clearly I, his work. Oh yeah, I'm I'm sure <laughs> and, he had and, but and Harlequins. But <laughs> it's true. But Sean Naden won't take three of anything without a gun to his head. That's the kind of yeah. guy he is. It's, so Well maybe it was can they be witches and harlequins? And they were like, Yeah, cool. Okay, yeah, oh, oh, alright, come on. These are sky weavers. Lots of people were <laughs> taking three units of six of them anyways. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, it, you're, I'm seeing a lot of them these it's, days. It's a list, oh, for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. a list that I think I think um, it's it's kind of like I always kind of joke when I talk about Sean Naden um, outside of the podcast. I always kind of joke and say like he always hampers himself with his lists. Like for example, at Adepticon, he brought the double avatar list, which was like yeah, yeah cool double avatar. But it's like Sean, like really, you know, yeah. you, when you wanted to do serious, you, you did you know you did well at the LVO with your like serious time Eldar list. Um, but he he always kind of like goes back and forth between like these really wonky you know i'm gonna have fun lists and like these really like well, sean Naden genius lists and i don't think it's so much that it's just he wants to have fun he much more so than most players is an experimental player he wants to try weird things that no one else is doing he's a mad scientist yeah i think and... what he said i think he said quite clearly on this podcast that he wants to get into close combat with elves yep that's and, true uh, and, and that's he's what he's gonna doing. do that <laughs> and, um, well, like mad scientists, sometimes it blows up in your face, but if you're smart enough, you can get it to work. 
Right. And, and the reason why I'm, I brought that up is this list is is terrifying. This this is actually a really really good list. Um, it's it's formulaic. It, it's it's kind of there's nothing really head scratching about it. I guess I guess someone, if you if you don't know how good Harlequins are, I guess that that can yeah. be kind of head scratching. Someone um, remind me real quick, which one is Cult of the Cursed Blade? I can never remember. It's not the advance and charge one, right? It's the like plus one strength which one. one. I think uh, it's the, the plus one witch strength one. Is, yeah, it's the the witch cult obsession. I can I can never remember what which ones most of those are, but that means those blocks of like eighteen or nineteen witches are just destroying whatever they touch before they're hopped up on goof pills. Oh yeah, because that's not because they can be they can be strength five yeah, potentially. Yeah, it's the that's strength characters. Horrifying. Uh, and then when you fail a morale test, only one model flees. So your your yeah. your chicks aren't running anywhere, and they get plus one strength. That's yeah. that's pretty good. That's uh very very powerful. Um, and then the Skyweavers are are so tough. There's yeah. He's because he's got you know the standard haywire cannons on every single model. Of course, they're three wounds a piece, four up invuln, minus one to hit. If you advance, you can pop the strat for three up invuln. Um, which it's interesting that he's running the troop master there. Um, I guess he's doing it. Well, you can get the warlord trait for whoever. Yeah, I I feel like the troop master would have trouble keeping up with the rest of the skyweavers and whatnot. Uh, and there's some shenanigans you can do with the uh, mist weaver, the shadow seer, if you run them, because you can pop one unit and use that three up involved stratagem in the movement phase, and then you slap it with the move a second time power, and then you pop the three up involved yeah. stratagem again in the psychic phase. Man, don't forget they have a minus one to hit to the skyweavers. Oh weavers. yeah, I already said that. Oh yeah, you did. Right. Yeah, it's there. They skyweavers are quite tough to hurt, and he's mixed in just enough zephyr glaives that uh, they're they're putting down enough melee attacks that you really don't want to be jumping into them. Yeah, it's uh, it's, uh this is one of those lists though that I would say, just on just at first glance, Sean Maiden does seem to be a little CP thirsty, and I was rocking what eight, ten, ten CP. Uh, yeah, no. 11. Yeah, 10 CP. Uh, is it 11? 5, 1, 1? Looks like 7 oh, no, yes, plus 10. 3. Yeah. yeah, that's, um... Yeah. Uh, you you do get a lot miserly. of free abilities. You're, you're not gonna pop, uh, you know, Black your, heart. your Black Heart two or three times a game. No. That's just, that's too asking for too much. The, but, you used on the right one stratagem, and maybe it does exactly. win the game still. The, yeah, yeah. The, this is one of those lists that, that gets in your face and says, you need to get... You need, you know, I'm just gonna stop the one key power that saves you. Turn mm-hmm. one, and as soon as I stop it, you're dead. Like it's, it's I don't need to worry about black card anymore. Yeah. Um, right. So it, it's it's a really good list. Um, it's doesn't feel like doesn't feel like a kind of like crazy innovative Sean Naden list. Uh, although it does have Harlequins, so so take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's still doing some of his usual tricks with the big blocks of witches and whatnot, but. It is not the weird 37 moving parts art list that I would have expected out of him. Right. right. And this uh, is his ETC list, too. So, this, is, yeah. this is super weird for either ATC or ETC. I'd say this is this is right in the wheelhouse. It is, yeah, it's you're definitely right. not what you're expecting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's also using three detachments, or three, uh, not, not three codes. Three he's still using two, yeah. two factions. Oh, no, yeah, um, I guess just Dark yeah. Eldar and Harlequins. But yeah. those are two pretty big pieces to take out of the machine so all right so uh do you guys want to talk about andrew gagno's list now 
Yeah, I do. This this list, I love this list. So this is the ETC list that uses the guard detachment um, mm-hmm. and the custodies bike. So you automatically think like, oh, this list is going to have to spam yeah. infantry squads or uh, Virtus Praetors, which, I mean, to be fair, kind of spams Dawn Eagle jet bikes a little bit. But yeah, it's got a fair number of them, but it also uses Death Watch. Death Watch. Which it, it doubles is... down on yeah. on on the the hurricane bolter so so basically he's got a unit of, or a vanguard detachment death watch with a watchmaster and uh three units of six aggressors yeah so so 18 aggressors that's that's uh 18 times six plus 18 d6 bolter shots coming at you um i can't do it's, math that's a lot so, am i insane how is he fitting all of this um it, aggressors the, are actually pretty cheap they are um, not as expensive as you think think they're not yeah. cheap but like you know he's not he's running like not all that many models because he has three units of six yeah. aggressors three units of three praetors and then a basically minimized guard battalion yeah actually what i think is really funny about this is i actually think this is one of the places the usa's ETC team kind of like dropped the ball a little bit because i actually don't think he needs the guard detachment um, he doesn't really need the the CP battery. Like he doesn't. Like you could run uh, a sister's battalion for. I mean, it's it's two hundred. He's basically spending two hundred twenty points, two hundred thirty four points for five command points and a and a CP battery. Like I get that. I get that. You and might the need scoring those units points. too. The, I mean, because he's got that backfield. No, he needs that backfield scoring to hold home objectives and whatnot. But, but you, you know, could do mortars. that with like Dark Angels and Scouts, or like you, you know, you could do that with I with something as, kind of comparable. Not as I efficiently. I feel like though. both the Custodies and the Death Watch just are incredibly force multiplied with their particular kit of stratagems. Yeah, so like that's probably because where, where he he because he's needing you know he's gonna have to save one command point to pop an extra relic onto his captain. Uh, mm-hmm. He's gonna spending probably two more a lot of turns to use the anti charge custody stratagem where he gets to intercept your charge with his jet bikes. Um, he's popping off some of the utility stratagems that Death Watch have For access Watch. to. I, I mean, I, I get where you guys are coming from. Uh, I just. I just uh, I I see now I see now because I forgot completely about how how many stratagems the Death Watch get access to. Yeah, they have um, a lot. I don't know. I just I feel like I feel like uh, well, you could have made like an all guard list and then just run that. Well, I, I don't like think I think they too. felt like they didn't need it. Um, maybe they, didn't, maybe yeah. they felt like guard was a poor meta choice because so many other people are going to be building to beat it. Um, you know, ways because like this list will just vaporize an entire guard's infantry component in turn one, um, yeah. and that may have been why they just put the guard in there. Is like they're like, oh, I'm gonna hide thirty guardsmen behind blocking terrain, and I'm just not, you know, I don't, I don't have any more than that because any more than that would just die anyways. Yeah, I, I mean, the 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 big thing, the big thing I have, and the big, I guess my big argument for for my stance here is that. I feel like the aggressors and the Virtus Praetors are already so good at what they do. Like, they're just such a hammer. Like, we're going to kill so many infantry, so many bodies, that you don't need any of the tricks. Like, you you just flat out don't. Like, they're just so simple. And they just, you know, you could run off three command or six command points um, if you had another mm. extra, you know, and then just... I don't know. I kind Whatever. of disagree. Uh, I mean, I maybe maybe those that... command, those stratagems are... I mean, maybe they are that important. I don't, I don't know. I think um, I think some of them are um, like the the anti orc stratagem that every guy you kill on Overwatch is minus one to their charge distance. That changes a game right there. That yeah, is the you difference only need between to use that once, right? I mean, once just, per turn. 
just use it just use it once. No, and... you're gonna if you're facing down 180 or 240 boys, you're gonna need that every single turn. But you're gonna kill so many though. You're 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 just you're gonna kill. I mean, this, it's this not, not as many already. as you think, though. This is this is my problem with Eighth Edition. Everyone was like, "Oh, I'll shoot at that unit; it'll die." And it's like, yeah, those aggressors put out a bucket load of shots, but they're not re-rolling anything. The Watchmaster lets them all re-roll. Uh, the, sorry, he's re-rolling misses, but he well, is not re-rolling uh, most other on things. Threes or fours, I guess, against orcs. So yeah, threes yeah. or fours. He's wounding on so fives or... against all of those like hordes oh, of oh, plague bearers. <laughs> v- Val- sorry, Val- go ahead. I was going to yeah. yeah, no, I would just say that this is like a quintessential attacker list. Like, if, if, if yeah. you're coming up against anything that's horde-based, mm-hmm. you know, you slap this down, and then I'm not sure on this particular team off the top of my head what you'd pair it with, but, I mean, this this is brutal. <laughs> it's going yeah. to do, it's gonna be able to hide, too, a lot in reserves. So depending on what you're facing on the table, mm-hmm. um, you can take certain things off the table. Cause you can so just, that's why you, you, can... need, you need CP pregame, too. Yeah, this um, list is going to blow out at least four CP pregame, I imagine. You know, three to four, anyways. Um, yeah, and then, it's a sick list. Yeah, it's, it, I like it. I, I think it is doing right, and I think you are really underestimating how many CP it's going to burn through, Pablo. No, I, I, I understand how many CP Because 10 is not a very high number. It's, it's all about, do, do you think the stratagems that those CPs unlock, do you think that that you'd prefer to have that over an entire guard list. Like, that's that's the real... That's my real head-scratcher. It's like, well, yes. and, I, and I think that was their answer is yes, yes. because yes. other people... Well, <laughs> we know their answer. Well, we'll, but because, you know, the rationale being that other people will build to kill this infantry-heavy list, and it may not be worth having a pure guard list to try and, you know, front 100 infantry but, guys, because that's just not enough. Yeah, but you, it's yeah, not just like, pure yeah, guard I think it, It's like Shadow Swords... Vehicle, mech, hellhound, spam list, like all, all of other, the there's just, I think that I think they've uh, every single thing you just said has subsequently been eclipsed. I think that's just basically that's it. fair. So like the the guard, the best thing the guard do is add to um, CP thirsty um, Imperium lists, and I think that that's something that you see in, on a lot of teams on both sides, uh, both ETC yeah. ATC. Is so that guard is generally relegated to. CP farm duty well, and that CP farm duty is so good. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was true in the past. I think especially in ITC you're seeing a lot of guard primary lists like guards that are armies that are a thousand or more points of guard winning big tournaments. Yeah. And we can talk about this more when we talk when we have our ETC cuz cuz the Yeah, we we'll have a lot more. Let's, we should keep moving like, because yeah, we could yeah, keep we should, arguing yeah, over I this agree. for another hour. The, <laughs> yeah. Um that but uh it, so that's that's uh the three lists that you'll the three ETC players and their lists um are the Necron, Sean Nidens, Dark Eldar Harlequins, and Andrew Gagno's Death Watch Infantry Killer list is all is all I can mm-hmm. call it that. Um you have Dan Woods. Uh Dan Woods has a really cool list that um I like and Super I like cool. to see a lot of. Uh it's it's uh very spammy, unfortunately, but you know, still yeah. cool. That's it's, all uh, mechanicus admi- can really bring, yeah. That's true. Um, but he's got. I'm sorry. This is so cool. <laughs> it's it's cool. It's it's like a billion Sidonian dragoons, which I've always wanted to see. Uh, not yeah, a billion. It's, it's only twelve. 12? I think twelve. Yeah, two big units of six that he is intending to sneak in with. Oh no, he's Lucius, not Styges. Interesting. Yeah, he's just gonna get in your face and beat you up. Oh, he's, no, uh, he's got one unit of Styges, I guess. Which one is Lucius? Is that the close combat one? Uh, I think that's the one that unlocks the exploding sixes. In close combat, um, 
I mean, that's ev that's everyone that with all, the taser that codes. Not, yeah, that's that just not, a built-in thing to built -in uh, thing. The, okay. the dragoons. Um, man, okay. Lucius. Huh? I'm gonna look it up while you guys while you guys do this. But yeah, aside from that, he has you know the two big units of six of them, and then he's also running a knight Castellan because you know, that guy's big and good. Is Castellan in here? Yeah, oh, yeah. I totally yeah. missed that. This yeah, list he has is a knight Castellan. Oh, it's really good. <laughs> a giant, a giant knight. Surrounded by twelve little chicken dudes, right? Um, this is my favorite list, ever. and That's, it's a um, uh, it's a house raven knight, also. So it is coming straight at you, ready to cause problems. I'm not yeah. sure what so, relic he took, though. Yeah, so the the Lucius gives you the solar flare, um, which is you can teleport someone. Oh, that only teleports uh, the model, so that's not actually that's actually not actually useful. Um, but Lucius uh, is the one that has the teleport stratagem, aren't they? It, it's the it might have the teleport strategy. I know they have the teleport relic, uh, and then they also uh, they um they have their the their chapter tactic. Their their tactic mm -hmm. is, um you make saving throws. You uh, enemy attacks with an AP characteristic of minus one or oh, AP yeah. zero. Um, they count makes, ones as know, zeros, which is yeah, yeah. interesting. I don't know. I, I assume he's using it. That's weird. I would really be interested to, uh, well, I guess the other thing is uh, the Lucius walkers are not the close combat walkers. They are the autocannon ones. Okay. So, so, so maybe there's something there that we don't, that we don't uh, know. Presumably Dan he is. If, if you're finished this tournament and you don't want this list anymore, get at me. <laughs> yeah, if he just decides to throw it in the garbage. Yeah, if you don't want these models, just... All, all, each, each Sidonian Dragon is what, like 60 bucks? No big oh, deal. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Just holler at me. Uh, I'll make an offer. <laughs> uh, and then, so that's, that's actually really cool. That's actually a good, a good ETC list. Um, it's an ETC style, ATC, ETC style team tournament list. But finally, Andrew Rubino. Um, with the chaos base or the chaos list that you need. Um, it's basically just lots of cool. Actually, there's it's not pretty that similar. It's not that many. It's like sixty cultists. It, yeah, it's 70? it's the Bash Brothers. So it, it's yes. sixty cultists, a demon prince, sorcerer, Armon. Uh, actually, three demon princes, sorcerer, Armon, and then Magnus the Mortarian. That's yep. Very similar to the list we talked about earlier, where it's a lot of big, nasty psychers, and then just enough bodies to screen them so they can get into your lines. Yeah. But this, uh, this one probably gets more hits more of the, the table presence than the last. Oh, not really. These are 10-man units. Yeah, oh, one unit it's not you. a lot more. It, it's, I would, it's got about the same as the other, because it has a 40 and three 10s, so, you know, 70-ish oh. guys, whereas the other Have one was... any of you guys ever seen a Renegade chapter selection? I've seen no. it the, occasionally. The yeah. It's... Amazing. It's an interesting choice. I don't know, maybe just to enable the cultists to get into... No, they're shooty cultists. What is... I don't know what they do. Uh, Renegades the is advance and charge. Oh. Wow. Um, and they have the Marcus Slanesh, which I imagine yeah. is a big deal. Uh, no, because Slanesh is the shooting one. Because well, uh, they, they get the double guns, shoot slit. So yeah, so... Close combat maybe it's just for the Demon Prince. I guess? But that I means... That also means, because he's Renegades, he doesn't have uh, Veterans of the Long War. Which is a pretty big hit to be taking. Yeah, that's a that's huge. I um, don't know why he's Renegade. That is yeah, a, a very question. odd choice. 
because uh, like obviously what is the he default has... selection what is the default selection on battle Scrap? i'm pretty sure it's renegades <laughs> Um, oh, no. so he probably that, meant Alpha Legion or something. <laughs> maybe it's actually kind of hard to tell based on the choices he made here. I mean, he could be renegades on purpose. Yeah, I'm always this... kind of hesitant to like say like, oh, they obviously meant, you know, yeah. on something like this because, you know, there, there's some very weird niche little details that can make a big difference. Yeah, and this is remember this is the team with Sean Naden on it. Yeah, so, no, so we don't want anything, to rule anything. Anything else. goes. There, there is not a single Craft Worlds detachment in this entire team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the guard detachment is only two hundred and fifty points. So this is already a super oddball team, right? You've got your weird Admech player. You've got your Renegade yeah. chapters uh, Chaos Space Marine player, and then you have a Death Watch d- detachment. Where we're right. actually, I would just. Out of the out of the teams we've looked at so far, I have to say this is like far and away my favorite. The, it's a yeah, it's the a team, team quality itself control, man. is very Nadinian. Uh, I, can I don't, I don't want to be blown. I don't want to blow any more smoke up Naden's ass than needs to or already has occurred <laughs> on this on this podcast. But these lists all look so much fun to both play they, and play against. They look so like meta busting. I'm all for this. Yeah, it, it's and, and it's funny. I that have no idea if they're good. Yep. I, I just think they're cool as hell. Yeah, t- team quality control testing the the quality of our of our 40k meta today. <laughs> Congratulations, guys! All right, QC. Finally, um, the has-beens. Uh, that is not yeah. they, that is not what they, is what they call themselves. That is not what I'm calling them. Um, but that is that's uh, some it, pretty harsh self criticism <laughs> right there it, on a team that. It's kind of true though. Well, a little, a little like like for example, look at pajama pants. Pajama pants who hasn't hasn't ever since his his big. A ITC run, which is coming on three years ago now. Um, ben Moley, Ben Moley, Mr. Yeah. Captain America himself, hasn't really been in the 40k scene a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Nick Rose has kind of been in and out, but um, I, I, w- I, I would argue, and I, th- I think Nick Rose might agree with me, I would argue that Nick Rose um, has won more events in like 5th and 6th edition than, than in the current 8th edition. Sure. Um, so, so Nick Rose, he's been around for a long time. Um, but calling himself him calling himself a has been isn't like unsurprising, right? Yeah, these are uh, players that have their names are maybe better known to players of earlier editions, yeah, but, but Bill, still all Bill very Sousa, good. They're washed up. Let's they're, move they're on. Washed up <laughs> has been, uh, and then finally uh, the the sole reason, well, actually Nick Rose too, but uh, Brad Chester, yeah. um, the least has been of all the has beens. Uh-huh. Brad Chester's doing phenomenally well still um but uh brad chester nick rose are also on the etc team which is why i decided to um mention this team also it has pajama pants ben moley and bill souza on it so it's yeah. not exactly a bad team it's a good team to talk about uh so let's let's go talk about the two etc lists the nick rose and brad chester so yeah. we'll go ahead go ahead and go with nick rose first nick has been on a gene stealer cult craze since eighth edition began um this and is bizarre. It, it's well, and this bodies. is something you are seeing if you look through the ETC list. This fits much more with the ETC list than you might think at a first glance. That this Tyranids allied with a surprisingly large detachment of Gene Stealer cult is something you see a lot of in the ETC armies. Yeah, um, it's true. Because they have uh, some very good psychic powers. You can sneak in those big units of either Gene Stealers or smaller dudes. And he's got, was it five or six units of the neophytes? Which, that's it's an odd choice, but that is a lot of bodies to deal with. Because then he's also got, like, 60 termagants and 60 hormigants. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, now, the the biggest difference between this list and the tiered list that you find in uh, the ETC list is almost all of the ETC lists that have Tyranids have large units of Hive Guard. Yeah. Um, and this might be something where Nick Rose is like, <laughs> well, and he knows something that we don't. Um, but he, he doesn't have any Hive Guard. He has he doesn't. I'm surprised that he is not running any Hive Guard, but I am not surprised that he's running three units of Zoanthropes. Three units um, of Max. So so no, uh, no, not twelve max. models. Aren't they? Aren't they four? They go models? up to they go up to six. Oh, okay, um, so not max. But twelve zone throw models. You get a bonus for manifesting smite at four and six models. Oh, I see. Uh, so he is taking units of four in order to get the. Uh, I think it does. D. It's either straight three. Yeah, I think it's straight three. Uh, mortal wounds at four or more models. Yeah. Um, he also doesn't have a large unit of gene stealers. Um, which no. is another thing you see commonly as well. This is uh, uh, actually, I think it's a very good list. What, basically, the idea is, is, I imagine, is that you move up the board with these Hormigons, Termagants, kind of tie them up, get the Neophytes in there too with the Gene Circle abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, the Patriarch kind of kills something. Uh, and then you've got Zoanthropes and two Neurothropes to smite down things that you cover up. And then you have your three Venomthropes just kind of like chasing the horde. Like, okay, guys, yeah. take your minus one. Go, stringing, be free. stringing lots of guys out with the venom tropes hiding behind stuff. Right. This is this is am one I of these crazy, defender lists. Am I a crazy here, or does he have enough zone tropes to run that ridiculous stratagem that everyone was really excited about that no one the, talked about again? Uh, yeah, he can run the like the weird like siege breaker thing that they they yeah. love giving to armies at the beginning. He could theoretically do it. He's probably never going to because it's really <laughs> short ranged and it is kind of a niche thing even when you can do it. But if you're not careful, that this list, in addition to you know dumping all of its multiple smites off the zoanthropes, also has this stratagem that is going to do three d three mortal wounds to you, everything in a radius if you're not careful. Yeah, yeah. This is I, I imagine this is a list that Nick Rose is very proud of. Um, it is definitely a very different list than yeah. you would expect to see, it's... but it does. Good. It's a defender list with a little bit more punch than most of them have, thanks yeah. to the strong smites. Yeah, it's a, it's pretty nasty. Um, uh, okay, moving on to Brad Mother Effin Chester and yeah. his Chaos Space Marine list. So he has uh, kind of the trifecta. He has Alpha Legion, Black Legion, and yeah, uh, Thousand uh, Suns. We kind of looked at this list before. It's uh, almost. I oh, I actually think it's identical, minus the uh, big the Bash Brothers. Uh, I was thinking the other, uh, oh, we, oh, the, the other m- see, uh, body see, heavy yeah. list because again, it's it's Arimon, it's Abaddon, it's Team Exalted Happy? Champion. Br- yep, Brad um, Nichols, no, Brad Nichols's list on Beast Coast. Actually, yes, this yeah, is the, identical the to 160 that list. cultists, yeah, Demon Prince. He has dangers. the Alpha Legion Patrol, the Thousand Sons and Black Legion Battalions. Uh, yeah, they look to be model for model identical, or at yeah, least think, very close I think, to. I think yeah, I think Brad Chester I think has more bodies and one less character somewhere. Uh, it feels like. Oh, yeah. Um, he is also running all Slanesh, no corn, which is a small difference. Yeah. Um. Oh, I think the Exalted Champion is the difference. I don't see. Oh no, they have an Exalt. I don't know. Uh, uh, he it, he bought the Exalted Champion a weapon on the other list we looked at. This I one see. is running naked. Um, but yeah, it's essentially the same list. Like there's some minor, minor tweaks, but it is almost exactly the same. Yeah. Um, and and it's an ATC list. This is, this is a good solid list. Uh, it's not Eldar. Normally we're Mm -hmm. used to seeing Brad Chester running Eldar. 
Uh, though if your list, if your team has Sean Naden and Nick Donavati on it, you're probably not going to get a chance to run Eldar. <laughs> yeah, you probably some competition there. Yeah, uh, um, but good list though. Uh, yeah, it pretty very tough to kill a lot of guys on. Very mobile and got enough anti morale and hitting power to give things a run for their money. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about William D'Souza uh, and his his really funny orc list. Um, mm-hmm. You mean his Oros list? His Oros, his Oros list. Mm-hmm. It's the gold list. They're the golden orcs. They're, <laughs> they're gold. They got lots I was of gonna, teeth. I was gonna make some sort of Ouroboros joke there, but uh, maybe that's a little easier of a, uh, a reference. Yeah, no one knows what snakes are. That's true. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's go to. So uh, the first thing that jumped out to me is obviously the fifteen, sixteen mega cannon, grot gunners. Yep. Custom mega yeah. cannons. Um. Help me out, Val. I don't know orcs. Are those the good um, ones? Yes. So, yeah, whatever. Say, custom mega cannon like that. Mech guns are probably the best, like one of the best units, if not the best utility unit the orcs have. So, each mm-hmm. custom mega cannon is d6 shots. Like a, um, it doesn't matter because what you got, what you bring in those for are all the grot gunners. So, all the grot gunners uh, have the uh, the gunner rule, which means they cannot be targeted unless they're the closest model. So as long as he's got yeah. stuff in front of them, he's got just this wall of bodies that uh, can't be targeted and can just hold half the board and, and with impunity. And fifteen d or eighteen d six shots coming out of it as well, which sure you know don't sure. underestimate that they're not a sh- it, it's a like strength eight AP three I want to say like it's not a weak profile. Oh no, it's not not at all, and uh, at least d three damage. And but yeah. you know BS four, so anything with a negative one to hits hurt them. And I I, yeah. I don't know. Yes, yes no, it's, it's good. They can't yeah, forever the, the, shoot too. The gunners are the <laughs> the gunners are the secret it, that like they are impossible to kill, and it means that you you know basically don't give up any kill points out yeah, of all those so units. Um, but yeah. the the cannons themselves. Uh, are enough firepower that lists can't just ignore them. Like, they've got to throw shots in and kill those cannons off, or else they'll Although get shot down. In the ITC world, there there has been some controversy lately over whether or not mech guns count for um, what's the kill a big unit of something. Are they more than uh, 10 wounds? Oh, uh, no, no. Um, gangbusters. Gangbusters. I'm decidedly in the they do not count because the way the way it works is they they deploy as it's all taken as one data slate and they deploy as one selection and then they all become separate units so you get six individual custom mega cannons and six units of five mm. gunners. yeah I think I mean I'm a, I'm in agreement <coughs> with Val um, as yeah. as someone who who who's intimately familiar with ITC missions because um, then things like Lehman Rusts would count for gangbusters when you take down squads and hellhounds. There's a certain right. influential uh, Grand Pooba of the ITC that is ruled in the exact opposite way. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say. I don't, know, I don't know if we caught him on a bad day, but anyway. I have yeah, heard um, yeah, so the really opposite ruling in terms of combat squads and some similar stuff, but yeah. I don't have a super official answer, so I'm can avoid speaking too much about it here and probably we should as well yeah this is uh this is this is just one of those like again like lot like incredible amount of bodies super hard to kill of course each one of those grot gunner units is an individual unit so yeah. it's like what so like it's just a real pain in the it's ass like, and then on top of that you got 90 boys and mm-hmm. 30 storm boys that i see yep yeah and <laughs> on top uh, of that you have all those boys and, and don't forget and four three weird, weird boys. boys yeah a big mac um, for that custom so, force. Oh yeah, field. and the grots, pain boy. The grots and the guns count for the uh, for the weird boys. Uh, yep. Super smiting. 
Oh my yeah. gosh. So they they uh they blow their brains out real easy, but it's uh they'll do D six every it's, time. It's, yeah. Yeah, pretty huge. Wow. Yeah, no, that's uh that's gnarly. Um I actually I think orcs I can't wait for the orc codex to come out. Mm-hmm. Um they just oh, really? need more. Like yeah, yeah. I, I you know, I don't know anything about it, but <laughs> I just I feel like the orc codex <laughs> needs things that all the other codexes are getting, like stratagems, relic, tactics, uh all that good stuff. Um I feel yeah. like I feel like Kind of like I did before the Tau book. I feel like um, if if index if index orcs get the Eldar treatment uh, rather than the Tau treatment, uh, orcs will be a force. Um, so like if their expensive stuff gets cheap and if they get some cool strats, they will be so so good because they're mean, already pretty close to good. They're they're real solid right now, but I think they're one of those lists that doesn't quite have the the teeth to fight through some of the stronger competitors and the codex will probably change that a lot. Like it has for almost every other single army. Uh, Like you can count the number of codexes that aren't potentially top aiding things on like one finger, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So so, they have so many tools to, to do so well. Like they're, they're almost there. Like they've got the yeah. T4 body spam, which can be very hard. Lots for, of attacks. And, yeah. Lots of attacks. They've got the versatile shooting. They got the, the spammable. Yeah. What's I, up? Smite. You're just killing me, man. Like I, I, I know I want orcs to be good too. They're oh, going to be like, the, it's don't, it's I wouldn't like, worry about it too much. Yeah. I, I, I think they're almost a shoe in to be one of the more competitive armies when they get their codex. Like that's not speculation or insider knowledge. That's just, actually that is speculation. Um, that's not insider knowledge. That's just basically like, I, I, I think it's pretty obvious actually. Cause mm-hmm. the tell me what you know, Pablo. I know. Tell me what you know. All, all I know. Tell me now. All I know is that, I speculate that the orcs are going to be pretty good, just just because just because of where they are in the meta right now and what what tools they already have available to them in the index. Besides, I mean, if, if imagine if their points costs go down in certain units, like like what GW has been doing for like Tau, for example, Tau were looking in a really bad spot, and then go ahead. I got a little bit of prescient info here. The price on the truck is going to come down from how many like points is ninety now? points or whatever stupid number it's at now. Truck, truck is as expensive or more expensive than a Rhino. Right it, now? I, I'm pretty sure it's more expensive than a Rhino for a worse stat line. I mean, like, decidedly worse. Yeah. It's, I, it's like T five. Let's, let's not get started. No, it, it's uh, it's like T six or seven, but it is a four up save. No, I and, know, but uh, guy, it's it's a piece of garbage. Um, anyway, do we want to hit these other two lists here real quick? Yeah, let's talk about Ben Molly. So uh, Ben Molly is running a guard list. It's um, it's kind of a standard guard list, except it's got a billion chimeras <sighs> and. Uh, you know what? I You're would right. not call this a standard guard list. I mean, yeah, for one, yeah, he's standard running... guard list does not include chimeras. Yeah, four <laughs> chimeras with two heavy flamers each. Yeah, uh, kind of like the poor man's hellhound, hell <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, um, and then he has the two basilisks and the manticore. Um, yeah, th- this is kind of interesting. This is like uh, this is a, I feel... it's a mech guard list, which you don't actually see that many of. I guess well the do the can infantry squads go inside heavy flamers with heavy weapons team squads? Say that again with words. Can it, in, an infantry squad with a heavy weapons team go inside a chimera? Yes, they have all the right okay, keywords. Absolutely. But they can't. Can they shoot their mortar out of the chimera? No, no. Okay. Chimeras don't have the fire point rule. All right, so they do have a las gun array though. Yes. Uh, what? Because what your Because they the las gun arrays can fire as long as there's at least one model embarked. Sarcasm. 
Well, it it's kind of not because like you can put a single platoon commander or priest or something in there, and that one guy can shoot all six las guns. I don't think Camaro's you can OP. do orders to. I don't think you can no. issue orders to thing inside vehicles, even nope. if you're in the vehicle with them. It doesn't matter though. Like you don't usually need all of your orders, really. That that's true. Uh, it's so, it's it's good. Go ahead, Val. Just joking aside, uh, what's going on here? Um. Well, you have you have, so you have your Strachan oh. and your priests. So you have your kind of like your bodies running up at you, combining and and turning into meat blenders. Right? Yeah. So you have all that going for you. Uh, you four chimeras is pretty hard to deal with. Um, he's, he's literally delivering Katachin infantry squads and yeah. chimeras with backed up by I artillery, guess. heavy artillery. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, don't forget the single ogren bodyguard to protect your your Strachan mm-hmm. or your your uh... to eat that shield breaker missile. Yeah, there's I mean, there's he doesn't even have the the company commander that lets him. Um, I'm pretty sure Ben is about 10 times the Warhammer player that I am, but I'm still going to use this line. I'm pretty sure I saw this list in a White Dwarf battle report. <laughs> You're surprisingly close to being right. Uh-oh. This, this you know does what? Maybe look... Ben just saw that list and was like, you know what? I, I've seen the light. <laughs> I love. Maybe it's like me and the Dragoons, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it is a very strange list. I recognize a lot of components... The Chimeras. I've actually played against um, a, a list that was not dissimilar to this at a tournament. Um, that was running a couple Hellhounds, a couple Heavy Flamer Chimeras, the, the artillery fire support and everything. Uh, those Chimeras are... They're not a pushover. They're tougher than you think, and the two Heavy Flamers will really put some damage out. Um, and I mean, all kidding yeah. aside too, I mean, he's got, he's got six... Six of if shaker cannons. He's got a mana core in here, yeah. and he's got the infantry guys to screen them out. While I guess his mobile infantry are rolling across the team, going to beat some face. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Don't. It's really easy to forget that there are six basilisks hiding the list, but like that will destroy a lot of things. Yeah, uh, and then finally we have Mister Pajama Pants, uh, who whose Eldar list is similar to what you saw in Grappando and Nanavati. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has the Shining Spheres, the Dark Reapers, all the good stuff. Uh, except the only difference is it has a unit of Shadow Spectres. That um, was actually my big sort of like eyebrow raising moment for this army. Yeah. It, I have tested. Is that our first Forge World unit? Uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's super Because I, I was originally, when I was reading through the ATC list, I'm like, oh, that's why they're taking these things because Forge World isn't allowed. And then I saw this, I'm like, well, I guess I'm wrong. Yeah, Forge um, World's allowed. Yeah, it's, it's kind of strange. I have actually tested out Shadow Spectres a number of times since their nerf. Um, they are on the border of being like a, a main list inclusion Eldar unit. Um, they need a lot of psychic support to do their job, but if you can give them that support, they're pretty scary. Because uh, yeah. you're looking at like a minus two or minus three to hit, even in close combat, potentially. Yeah. And um, both their flamer and their laser are very, very dangerous guns to infantry. The thing that really baffles me, because like I can get the, okay, Shadow Spectre is running them, he's given the Exarch the Prism Blaster, which is like the, the special Exarch only gun, and that gun is kind of garbage. It's <laughs> it's worse than the basic gun that they come with. So, I don't know. You, I would you, love to talk to him about this, because yeah. 
I, I, I look at this and I really do not quite see what the Shadow Spectres are doing. They're a great unit, but I don't understand how they're in, he's incorporating them to the list. Right. It, and looking at this list, and I really don't mean to, to be disrespectful here. I, I'm just trying to be more honest. I do. Uh, it feels like like Pajama Pants is picking like those cookie cutter, same Eldar list that you see. But he wants to add something different in the Shadow Spectres. They feel kind of like shooed in in that respect. Like, like you're know. like, oh, I want to run this Eldar list, but I want to be different. Like, I want to be special, and so I'm going to run these Shadow Spectres. Now, I could be wrong. They could. <laughs> I, I've played against Shadow Spectres before. They're very hard to kill. They have. Yeah. A, uh, they put out a ton of shots. Like, they're very, very good. But like, maybe did he I... have these models lying around? Is he absolutely like sold on on their ability to win him the game as opposed to like another Farseer or another anything? Another I think I think he is using them to fill an anti infantry role that okay. you could potentially fill with something like another unit of Shining Spears, um, but that the Shadow Specters will do in a different way and can take advantage of different support abilities. So, yeah. like, we've talked about the other Eldar lists, like, you're going to slap Protect onto that unit of Shining Spears, you're going to slam down Guide and Doom for that unit of Dark Reapers. The Shadow Specters probably want to get conceal which the other units do not benefit from quite as much and then they're probably you know either shooting at a doomed target or just roasting some regular infantry and at that point they have the advantage of being able to use buffs that other units do not use as as effectively um so i think in that respect he may be making the right choice there is that you know you bring all these elder hqs to bring this huge variety of psychic powers and you want to be able to use all those psychic powers effectively so that's the role the shadow specters are presumably filling um that said i still i'm not sure i understand why he's taking the prism blaster and some of the other small choices uh but i think i see his broader plan there yeah. Um, the Shadow Spectres are insanely durable against shooting and are very hard to charge with the types of units that you are probably throwing this list up against. You know, that Plague Bearer army does not want to charge into 8d6 flamer shots. Oh, so, um, I think, I think you're right. I think you proved Sorry, I, I went on no, a, a tear no, there. No, it's, it's okay. Yeah. It's fine. Um, uh, Anyways, five night gallants. Five night gallants. Five night gallants. We'll go ahead and move on to um, Team Zero Comp. So, so that oh, was uh, yeah. the, that's oh, wow. it. That's your intro. That's your intro. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't. Think uh, you know, we should move on to Team Zero Comp. You mean the best team? The I don't know about that. I'm I am obviously joking. So, so for those of you who don't know, Team Zero Comp is the name of the team that Reese and Frankie and Jeff Robinson are on. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like the frontline gaming team. It's it's kind of like yeah, our, more their less. flagship team. Um, I'm not on Team Zero Comp, but uh, anyways, th- this year, this year at Team Zero Comp, um, I by kind of by choice, kind of by I haven't I haven't won my challenge game yet. So um, you say th- that like it's still a thing. Yeah, that's true. Anyways, <laughs> uh, moving on. The reason why I wanted to talk about Team Zero Comp is less actually the that I know all these people, and more is the every year that at the ATC, two of them are your bosses. N- no, that more of them every year at the ATC, the Team Zero Comp tries to win these tournaments with take all comers lists that aren't hyper efficient, hyper, you know, hyper, uh, maximized I would say for extreme or degenerate yes. rather than efficient no. because you still want to bring a good list, but you are bringing a different kind of list than you often see with like attacker defender paradigm. Right. And, and okay. So, 
so when you're looking at these lists, like you might look at like Brandon Grant's list. Brandon Grant is running a similar mm-hmm. list to what he ran at the Boise Cup. So you might think like, oh, Pablo, he's spamming. He's running the nine Bulgren, the, the all the like 90 guard bodies, etc. He's mm-hmm. running all that. However, Brandon Grant has been running this list at singles tournaments as well. This is very much yeah. a take-all comers list. It's not optimized um, for ETC team championships. However, it's a list that Brandon Grant has been running forever. Like, well, we, he knows we talked about this a little earlier that the Guard and Dark Eldar and some of the other armies can offer you this opportunity to bring an army that has a great toolbox. That's true. And that's kind of what Brandon is doing here. Yeah. And, and that's also what Frankie's doing, too. So Frankie's running a different Dark Eldar yeah. list than what you would normally see. I've played against it. It's really, really nasty. Um, I think I uh, the two times I played against it, he beat me and then we drew. Um, but he has basically a lot of Cabalite Warriors with... Okay blasters so he's a lot can, of blasters in venom can i ask you something here i'm sure. actually really curious because looking at this list uh he's got like the double battalion and you know a bunch of the other nonsense but one of his two battalions is a mixed battalion he's got the archon a succubus and three units of warriors why is that one a mixed battalion is that just because he can't run a fourth archon is that the only reason it's for the succubus so so all three of his succubuses he's got two i think in the um and I think he also likes the third Archon for uh, for buffing up the Tantalus as well. Like, just having that Okay, because, yeah, he has, he has three Succubi and three Archons, and I'm yeah. curious why he it's, it's did probably it the way for he the, did it. It's probably for, Battle, because it's a battalion. battalion. Yeah, it's yeah. a battalion. Okay. It gets you three more Venoms, uh, gives you three more troop choices, and then a third Archon and a third Succubus, which huh. all kind of help his list out. Okay. So, um, but that that's that's what I'm assuming, cause, because I... Because I, when I played against him, that's kind of what was important. Was I noticed the archons and the succubuses were doing a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a huh. it's a basically tons of venoms. It's got the uh, raiders. I don't think it has ravagers. I think it just has raiders. He might have yeah, taken no them ravagers. Out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's running uh, the tantalus instead, I guess, which is an interesting choice. Yeah. And, I normally only see players taking the tantalus once they've already filled the three yeah. ravagers. Scary, Scary did the same, a uh, similar thing. Scary had the meat mountain list with the Talos and the Kronos, um, and the tantalus instead of the raiders. Uh, huh. We were talking about it, and we, it, we think that the raiders and the tantalus are probably comparable in terms of mm-hmm. um, shooting output. So you could probably swap them back and forth. Frankie likes tantalus for, um, for being able to shoot. Twice and also, or shoot, I guess he buffs it up. Yeah, shooting you can wise. do the shoot. You can do the shoot <clears throat> twice stratagem on it, which I guess right. is a pretty big thing. Yeah, and still four hundred points for a dark Eldar vehicle. Yeah. That's it, it moves up I the board know. and just charges things. And it, yeah, it, his army very much gets in your face and then ties you down with with all the little vehicles and stuff. They're actually pretty annoying to kill after because there's so many of them and then oh, he yeah. just blasts you with blasters in your face and and kills your important characters and kills your stuff so huh. it's, it's a very aggressive in your face army um and the tantalus i think kind of helps that a little more because it can actually go in there charge and kill things yeah basically. it's it's got a little bit of hitting power compared to the typical right vehicles out there that's interesting yeah very a, a very uh, also another take all comers list that frankie's just been playing everyone with um, which, which is kind of the theme of all these lists. Uh, Ray Ahumada, who is a new addition to Team Zero Comp, uh, mm-hmm. Ray is running that triple or that six flyer list that we saw with the two wave serpents. I, I think uh, I forgot who who he ran has three it. Three wave serpents. Um, yes, three oh, wave serpents. 
Yeah, it's it's a an iteration of a list I brought to the ambassadorial tournament. Although his version of it is actually interesting because he's running storm guardians in his troops. Yeah, he likes uh, rather he than likes guardian the defend guardians. the mix of two guardian defenders, one uh, dire avenger that I used. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's an interesting choice. I don't own any storm storm guardians, so that wasn't <laughs> really an option for me. And I also I'm not a big fan of them in general, although I can see the rationale behind it. Yeah. And this is also a take-all-comers list that Ray has been dominating people with in the league. Um, he's been running it for a while. It's a list that we've seen do top eight and win tournaments, uh, even if you've listened to this podcast a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Um, this is just that six-flyer list with three wave serpents. It's very it's, good. I, speaking as someone who's who's played the list... I'm not sure I would describe it as... I mean, it is take-all-comers after a fashion, but mm -hmm. it is also a list that will just run into certain things and lose to them. Um, this list does not handle a large number of bodies well. It doesn't have enough guns to kill 120 guardsmen or 300 boys or whatever you throw what, it up against. Um, question from the audience. Yeah. Uh, what, what does a star cannon do these days? It is two shots, strength six, AP three, D three damage. Um, so it's four it's, shots on each Crimson Hunter. Yes, uh, which well, four shots from the Star Cannons and two more from the uh, Pulse Laser on the center line. That's actually Got why it. I like that setup because it means it's six shots each, all with AP three or better, all with multiple damage. Hmm. Uh, it's you're basically you're bringing. You know, nine vehicles that all have minus two to hit, um, and most of them have six up, feel no pain, or some other similar bonus. Because, uh, yeah, he's got the spirit stones on all three of his wave serpents. Um, you just, it is a bunch of very tough vehicles, and all of the flyers put out enough firepower that you can't, you can't just, like, play the I'll kill your ground game, because you won't live long enough to do that. Okay. Um, it's yeah. It's uh, the the star cannons. What are the other? What's the other option called? Bright lances. It's bright lances. Bright lances are basically las cannons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've actually I've actually never seen the star cannon. I've always ever seen the, oh, really? the bright lance and the... uh, they 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 uh, a lot of people like the bright lance over the star cannon. I kind of go the other way because star cannons are cheaper. They brought the price down on a lot of them with the codex, and that's mm. when I kind of switched over to those. Okay. I think the last time I saw a Star Cannon was 3rd edition, and I accused my yeah. opponent of cheating. Uh, <laughs> back in 3rd edition, they certainly felt like cheating, because they were basically <laughs> the ultra-mega souped-up plasma of the day, and plasma was the gun at that time. So Star Cannons were the Eldar's kind of like, everything I have is better than everything you have. And you'd have like Wave Serpents and Falcons using the pop-up attack rule to leap out of a piece of blocking terrain, shoot you with, like, six or eight AP2 shots, and then dive back behind cover, and you never got a chance to shoot at them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. I had orcs. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, no. So, uh, next list. Who's, uh, so, who's this scrub? Uh, James Carmona. So this is a list oh, yeah. that, oh, that I played a few times. Oh, um, I, I thought, just for the record, James Carmona, I thought we were about to review Reese's list. <laughs> oh no, we'll, we'll talk about that list last. That we got to save the, the the best for last, right, guys? Oh, anyways, uh, James James Carmona's list. So this is actually a list that uh, that's I've seen kind of evolve. Um, it's basically it's three detachments, it's a thousand sons detachment with Armon. Uh, he just added the Zangors um, and then a yeah. bunch of cultists and then a sorcerer. So that that's kind of like his deal. 
uh, is he likes to take a lot of characters that aren't demon princes. Mm-hmm. Um, then he has an alpha lead. Oh, and a Zangor shaman with the Zangor as well to make them better. Oh, I missed um, the Zangor shaman in there. And, and then he has an uh, alpha legion chaos basement detachment with a big block of alpha legion cultists and then two more min squads to round out the battalion. An exalted champ- champion, a sorcerer, uh, and then a unit of a large unit of uh, emperor's children noise marines with the alpha legion as well. Uh, and then yeah. he has a world leaders detachment with a chaos lord with jump pack. Uh, Exalted Champion, and uh, three units of Corn Berserkers. I believe they're men now. I've yeah, three units of five. Fives, yeah. And then two Rhinos. Uh, and so the idea of this list is just to kind of oh. shove your face full of, shoving your face full of uh, Chaos Cultists and various things. And get the Noise Marines, who are actually so hard to deal with, um, yeah. especially with all the other moving parts around. Uh, puts the Noise Marines in your face. They start deleting things. It forces you to deal with them. Um, the most efficient way to deal with them is usually by close combat, and then that unlocks like the the various troop choices and smites. Or, I'm sorry, uh, character choices and smites that he has, and then he at the same time brushes two rhinos down your field full of corn berserkers, um, thus creating the full saturation. Yeah, I'm kind uh, of surprised he's taking the the alpha legion. Did he write form, you a brochure not, for this army? I, I've just I've just played it so many times. <laughs> It's, yeah, well, it's, um, it's interesting to see a, an army from the perspective of someone who has experience with it, uh, right. especially the the world eater corn berserkers, rather than making them alpha legion to sneak them in. Well, I, the world the thing that the world eater corn berserkers is, is he's able to do more for less, and I think he it's wants true. the world eaters for the uh, the stratagem as well, which helps him out oh, a lot. Oh yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it gives that makes him sense. Yeah, it basically gives him complete control of. Of the psychic, psychic. Base, which because he can, can use Arimon's plus one deny for the little spells and use right. the the four up deny to shut down a big spell it's, if someone busts that eleven tough. out. Yeah, and, and in previous iterations of the list, he had two Gorn bloodletter bombs, uh, Abaddon, and some horrors, uh, and I think he had he didn't have the Zangors and it, and slightly less characters, a less amount of characters, um, and then he would just put the corn bloodletters in your face as well with and then use their stratagem too. Yeah. So, it's it's a it's a very interesting list, and it's kind of it's kind of weird to see him run the Zangors, that they're kind of like the new edition. Um, we'll see mm-hmm. how that works. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, uh, we're going to talk about Reese's <laughs> list. Um, this is, yeah. and I quote, uh, Frankie said, and I quote, the worst list on the team. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which yeah. it's an interesting thing to say, given you know what he's actually bringing. But on the other hand, like. It's something you're not seeing on any of the other teams. He's, <laughs> Reese is running knights, which not a popular choice as a as a primary. He's running three knights, and each yeah, knight a... is different. So he's got a, yeah. he's got a knight crusader, uh, a knight gallant, and a knight valiant. So the knight valiant is the one with the giant it's harpoon the, missile, the harpoon flamer one. Yeah, it, and it's he's running it as hawk. he's running it as hawk shroud. Too. Yeah, house hawk shroud. I think so. That's that's so they uh, house hawk shroud is the one that can outflank. And also the one that lets you fire Overwatch for yourselves. Uh, yeah, you can you can pay command points to be able to heroically intervene That's, and yeah. use supporting fire in the style of Tau. Yeah. Um, so, so I think the goal here is for Reese to, um, uh, as he's been talking to me and kind of like like talking about the list. Uh, I think the goal here is is to outflank the Night Valiant uh, hmm. with. The Valiant. Yeah. You with, can't um, okay. out you yeah, cannot right. outflank the Valiant. It only works on the Armigers and the regular size knights, not oh, the well big then ones. Maybe not. Maybe the Gallant. 
I don't, the gallon I don't know. would make more sense. I can see the yeah. gallon. Yeah. I can see the gallon. Anyways, uh, basically, outflank a knight, put the other two knights in your face, even the crusader, uh, yeah. and then just back them up with the smash captains and the thunder. Yeah, he's also running a, uh, the, in addition to his knight detachment, he has a, oh, blood, a blood angels. Uh, blood angels detachment. Or... Three... No, it's Raven Guard, actually. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so it's a Raven Guard detachment with three uh, scouts and two smash captains. Yep. Um, and then a Thunderfire Cannon, because the Thunderfire Cannon is pretty good. Thunderfire Cannon is a great way to blow through a couple command points and turn a unit off. Yeah. So it's 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 11 command points. Um, it's very CP heavy. Yes. Uh, so with no way to to um, <laughs> to get more CP. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's going to be pretty empty on turn two, but you know, maybe that's enough. You know what, though, Th- this is this is the the only list in this team that isn't take all comers because you know what, <laughs> when he runs into something that can't kill those knights, oh, they're yeah. going to be in trouble. And that's and that's an interesting right. thing is you know, ATC versus ETC here. ATC does not have a lot of knights and does not have a lot of lists that are prepared for triple or quadruple knights. That's true. Value you were saying. Well, no, I was just saying I think this is the type of list that, you know, those teams with the massive horde lists is hoping to run into. Maybe. Well, how do you kill those massive? Like, how do you kill 160 Plague Bears with this list? I think think what they... I think Reese is that that guy you just throw to the horde list. (laughs) You're like, okay, Reese, have fun killing 160 bodies. We're all going to win our games now. Maybe it's a spoiler. Maybe the, maybe he's the fifth wheel. You know, you know. Like, you know they just I, don't I, pair him in anything. I and... will give I will give Reese the Reese credit where credit is due. Um, in in recent years in 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 these team tournaments, Reese has always underperformed in, in games where he shouldn't, and overperformed and beaten like <laughs> good players. List that he has no business have. winning yeah. against. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of Reese in a nutshell, isn't it? Though <laughs> what I want to yeah. see is is four glorious. Chimeras streaming across the battlefield. Yeah, well, well, Brandon Grant took guard, so you, so Reese couldn't take chimeras. No, no, he well, means no, against the chimeras. Yeah, he wants to oh, see chimeras oh. run into these things and get danced. I want to see. I want to see a bunch of catchings just get out and beat these guys up. <laughs> <laughs> punches and bunches, huh? This is the, the Ben Moley versus Reese matchup we dream of. I'm dreaming of it right now. Um, but uh, all all joking aside, um, I I. I Reese Reese is definitely not a bad player. Um, I feel like like maybe this spot could have been better served putting in Custodes and one knight. Because um, that's a that's a yeah. different kind of list, and that's a very nasty, more meta list. Is just imagine like eighteen bikers and then like two knight gallants, and then there's your list. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. a unit of of Space Marine scouts, you know, for five command points or something, just to add some extra command points in there. Um, yeah, there's. I I think that I definitely agree that there's a lot better ways, you know, from a purely optimization standpoint, that this you, you could have taken this, you know, fourth slot. But yeah. it also comes back down around that, like, what's your goal going to the tournament, and what are your expectations? That's true. Reese has no goals going to this. He has no expectations. He he's a, a an inferno. Uh, a ne- a breaking Reese Robbins has no goals. More news at eleven. <laughs> breaking Reese Robbins catches a blaze due to severe burns from Chapter Tactics. Oh no! 
Sent um, to hospital with no prognosis. Uh, Honestly, if you want to burn Reese, I think this is the safest place to do it. Dave's listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> the only, no one the only listens to this shitty podcast. Yeah, the, Come on. <laughs> of course. No no one. Um, The only time, and this is this is for you guys. I'm sure this is a, I'm going to regret saying this. But the only time he ever hears anything that goes on on this show is when someone tells him what's going on in his oh. show. So, so, like, for example, last time, um, I believe I I So then here's the rule. Someone and then. Here's the rule then for all of our listeners, because we're you know somewhere Family. around the two-hour mark right now. Uh, <laughs> if you do rat us out to Reese about our poo-pooing of his list, um, just tell him that it's like in the beginning-ish of the podcast. <laughs> He'll <laughs> never get this far. Yeah, yeah. There rule one of chapter tactics: you don't tra- talk about chapter. Or at tactics. least he has to listen to like two solid hours of good lists. Yeah. You go. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right, harsh. guys. Well, uh, speaking of that second hour, um, I know it is getting late where Val is, and uh, we are also tiring that's, down as well. That's my excuse for talking shit. I hope to hear people roast my list. You can find it on the ETC team document under Team Canada Tau. Hey, we Boom. worked hard on that. That is so a lot of did. fire warriors. We did. Uh, <laughs> um, we did. Anyways, uh, I will post the ETC list link in the description below. Uh we didn't talk about the ETC list as much as we said we would. Um, that's definitely going to have to be another episode. Maybe we'll bring on Tom Adriani of Team Belgium to come in and talk about the ETC list. I think that would be a very interesting uh, episode. Also, the ETC is at the beginning of August. I believe it's August 1st to the 5th. So we've got some time. Whereas, as you're listening to this episode, ATC is only four days away. So, yeah. you know, so uh, we wanted to keep this mostly ATC-centric. If you guys want to hear more about the ETC list and more of that analysis, hit us up. And then, of course, after the ETC and probably after the ATC, we're going to go over all the results, all the stats, uh, all the the decisions, everything, all the drama. So we're going to cover all that as soon as those tournaments end. It's we're basically we're we're feeling the beginning of the tournament season happening. Um, I expect every episode is going to be a very busy episode with tournament coverage, dogs barking, kids yep. crying. All of shit all of talking. the shit talking, respashing, um, <laughs> mass everything. hysteria. So stay tuned. We're gonna have a great summer. Thank you guys very for much listening. Very much for listening, and have a good one.